0: shop
1: talk (laughs) (laughs) welcome to shop talk podcast
0: but did we sound good though
2: but
1: well yeah you yeah pretty good actually yeah thanks john all right
2: boys let's get into it
0: well hi everybody welcome to shop talk podcast we're sitting here in the broken lawn chair studios presented by jb3 customs let's get right into it
1: folks we are back here at shop talk podcast we have an extra special interview tonight An awesome guy, a entrepreneur, an owner, operator, guy that has the coolest, badass, most, best Subaru dealership, hands down, in the whole state of Montana, I'm going to say it because I work here, woohoo, get the old (laughs) Ric Flair woo in there, (laughs) Uh, Eric Anderson, we have tonight the owner of Placer Motors Subaru, Uh, how goes it, buddy?
3: Oh, Awesome
1: having fun well sure why not having a drink with us it's friday assholes it's friday (laughs) well thank you for taking the time to sit down and have a drink with us and shoot the shit so Plaster motors has been a staple in this town for a long time when did it uh you got it from tell us your story how you acquired the dealership
3: um how many hours do you have?
1: <laughs> we got all night. We got a few beers.
3: Okay. So, um, four generations, the store started in the early 1900s with my grandfather, my great grandfather. He was part owner in a grocery store and the grocery business bored him to tears. So he was looking for something different to do and according to my grandfather, um, they lived in East Helena and that's where the store was. and. Back in the day, there were more millionaires per capita in Helena, Montana, and East Helena than there was any place in the world. That's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. And tons, so tons and tons of money. Well, one day a car drove through town, and the world stopped. And he thought, man, that's cool. So he got on the train, and he went to Detroit, and he bought a Chevrolet. And he drove it all the way back from Detroit and parked it in front of his grocery store and sold the car and had orders for tons more. Holy shit. So... It, it kind of went on and he he got some guys and they went back and the story goes that they bought like 12 or 13 cars that they had sold and like only nine of them made it back. <laughs> <laughs> so they just left them somewhere, <laughs> sold them for scrap. I have no idea what really <laughs> happened. <but laughs> so he he got those back and he thought, well, this kind of sucks. I need to find a better way to do this. So he had enough connections that he was able to wire money. Or Western Union, or whatever the heck it was, you know, horse and pump, you know, uh-huh. pony courier, or Curry whatever. Murray so, you. yeah, and he uh, put him on a train. while well, the train showed up and it was empty. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> <laughs> so the next time around, he he put some guards on the train, and the car started coming back. Sometime after, um, you know, nineteen. 1915, 1960. I don't really know for sure. Um, Chevrolet um, came in and they were looking for dealers in Montana. And basically he was, because he had those connections, he became, I believe the first Chevrolet dealer in Montana.
1: Wow.
3: So that's kind of how it all started. Um, They got Oldsmobile. And at some point they had Hudson too. Um, During world war two, my grandfather and his brother were, Overseas and auto production basically shut down. Um, There was just nothing going on. So they were overseas. When they came back, um, General Motors decided that they no longer wanted two of their franchises in the same store. So my grandfather's brother took Chevrolet. My grandfather took Oldsmobile. Hmm. And they were in downtown Helena. At that point, they had moved. Um, My great-grandfather had gone to California and, he had a ranch where he raised thoroughbred racehorses so he kind of he was kind of just hanging out and doing not a whole hell of a lot right (laughs) and my grandfather ran the store and his brother ended up becoming sick and he sold the chevrolet store which was anderson chevrolet he sold it to a gentleman by the name of george vukanovich um George was married to Emily Childs, who was the sole heir to the Yellowstone Park Company. Wow. So needless to say, my grandfather couldn't quite pay what uh, Mr. Vukanovich could pay for the Chevrolet uh, store. uh, Yeah. Um, George ran that for a while and ended up selling it. My grandfather sold to my father at some point in the 60s, in the late 60s. The original store out on Euclid here was built in 1966. Um, And I don't know, it was about seven years ago that my father decided he was done and sold out. So, along the way, we were Oldsmobile, Pontiac, AMC, Jeep, Renault. So, we sold Gremlins and Pacers. Those were badass, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. And um, that all went away during the gas crunch because they basically went out of business. Um, Oldsmobile and Pontiac went out of business. In 1972, we took on Subaru. I believe we uh,
1: Was that something you chose to do or no. your dad chose to do?
3: Uh, my grandfather actually your chose grandfather to take on Subaru. Subaru, huh.
1: man, what a visionary, so, you know, thinking ahead. But like an all-wheel drive little car that was going to really explode.
3: They weren't even all-wheel drive. Yeah, they um, were selectable
1: at the time.
3: Uh, no, in 72, they were actually front wheel drive cars and they had a two-stroke engine in them really yeah the original 360s were a two-stroke engine Hmm. wow Uh, they would honestly they'd barely make it over mcdonald Uh pass (laughs) Uh, and they'd get really when they got to the top they'd get really rich and they'd flood out and i mean they were they were a little junky but uh long and short of it uh when Osmobile and Pontiac, when GM declared bankruptcy in 2008, um, Pontiac was the last GM line we had and Oldsmobile they ended prior to that. So yeah. we've been Subaru from here on out. So that there's a half hour. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, now, you have a pretty badass uh, Duramax and I feel like I always see you in a new Chevy. Are you kind of just, is General Motors kind of in your blood even though you own a Subaru dealership? Um, I'm gonna put you on the spot that, that, I know you've got to say "super." super that is that is a or whatever. that
3: is a loaded question. After <laughs> I, General Motors is full of shit. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm sorry. They uh, it, when they declared bankruptcy and cut all their dealers off. I mean, the reality was they kept the big dealers that they wanted to keep. It was the little dealers that. They didn't take care of it. Honestly, I swore I would never buy another GM car or truck, and I swore I'd only buy them used and make sure that I broke everything I could under warranty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the bastards had to pay. Um, but uh, you know, the reality is, I I've driven the Ram trucks, I've driven the Ford trucks, and I think the GM trucks are a better trucks. So that's what i have um you know everybody in montana needs a subaru and they need a truck because you can't do it with just one
1: exactly everyone needs two vehicles (laughs) in montana and expect half the stuff you want to do outside you kind of got to tow something to get there and uh we all love our cars but when you get into goosenecks and fifth wheels want your subaru ain't in that game Mm -hmm. so
3: yeah you you can't really Tow a gooseneck trailer and uh, I mean, I've your seen skid some steer strapped and your, to a
1: Volkswagen Bug. Yeah. You know, that doesn't look safe. Uh,
3: I've, I've seen elk in, on top of and in the back of Subarus. <laughs> I mean, I, that's it happens.
1: My dad can probably vouch yeah. for that.
3: I mean, yeah. you you can use them like a truck, but oh, man. you can't tow anything with them. And that's no. you know around Montana, you need to yeah you, know, you need to tow things.
1: Well, everyone wants the them big old campers now like everyone like you go around and some of these campers are nicer than your homes and you're not you're not towing that with your Subaru and ever like I would love to have one but I definitely I'm glad I have a flatbed Duramax for that
3: I'd rather live in my wall tent. <laughs> it's pretty fun
1: too. Yeah, uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah. I love I love wall tent. And they just I don't know taking the time to set them up when you can just pull it and set the <laughs> blocks and we're turning the Jenny on and we are rolling. <laughs> uh, but I really like those uh, flatbed uh, campers they got. I found them now instead of just a box camper. They're a little, they're made for flatbeds for they don't have the wheel well cut out. So they put your water tanks oh. in there, and then one side's built-in propane tanks, and mm-hmm. they're pretty fucking Cadillacs for box campers, and then yeah. you can still tow your boat and your trailer full of uh-huh. toys or whatever. Uh, those are pretty sweet. but uh,
2: It's interesting that here on the small dealer thing, that history repeated itself. My grandfather had a Chevrolet dealership in Browning, and it was the same thing around the time the gas crunch he was a small guy kind of got pushed out of it yeah they're still
3: trying that's yep. that's what these manufacturers do I don't you know they you know when you figure that the, the, the statistics good god say that <laughs> he's uh, had a
1: drink folks <laughs> yeah, and it's and, Friday um,
3: not really um, but, you better uh, have one The uh, they say 10% of the dealers sell 90% of the cars The other 90% of the dealers are just basically a convenience for the customers who purchased cars at the 10% of the dealers. Uh So if they break down and they're in Montana they bought their car in California, they have a place to get it fixed. Um, Hmm. They throw the little dealers a bone to, you know, in in the form of sending them some cars so they have something to sell and so they can stay around to basically service the customer of the 10% of the dealers. that's that's the reality of the situation um just kind of how it is Mm -hmm. but little dealers in montana um we're montana auto dealers right now there's 99 of us new car dealers i mean look at the distance between point a and point b and there's 99 new car dealers wow (laughs) there used to be 232 probably two men well what'd
0: you do john i didn't i don't know
3: (laughs) Somebody passed gas. I, <laughs> oh, that's there he goes again. <laughs> fuck, it's all
1: my shit tonight, man. It's just been one of them fucking days. Oh yeah. Ah, uh, too much uh, shit, not enough time. Yeah. But it was all good, man. I like it. Gotta work a that's little extra good. harder. I'll try not to fuck with my mic, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all me. Where were you, Anderson? Well, have, I don't know. Have play. a drink. What what are we drinking tonight? Since we had a little break. I'm having a little splash of whiskey. A little splash of whiskey. A little shout out to, what is it? Uh,
3: um, maybe they'll sponsor us. Colonel E.H. Taylor Small Batch.
1: Colonel E.H. Taylor Small Batch. That yeah. looks like a nice bottle.
3: It. I don't know. Tastes pretty good.
1: You might <laughs> have to pour me a glass.
3: Well, you can have some. <laughs>
1: Where do I find one of these glasses? Well,
3: I don't know. They're everywhere.
1: Everywhere. I don't know. Everywhere. This building.
3: I, well, I don't. Know. This is They're a brand everywhere.
1: new building, folks. I I've yes. worked here for probably almost seven years. I've, I've been in this building Come two on. times.
0: <laughs> Come on, that's an excuse. <laughs> well, he's the only one on the board. He only needs one glass. Oh one. yeah, oh, that's, that's oh, yeah. exactly He has that. this
1: giant boardroom, folks. <laughs> Big O TV, only board member, and has twelve chairs. <laughs> I love it. Oh, shit! There you go.
0: Walter, you might have to help me with it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You just hold on to it for a little bit. I don't think you guzzle that.
1: No. Mm. That's pretty smooth.
3: Yeah. Really good.
1: Where were we at? Uh, small dealers? Yeah, I mean, it, small dealers. I mean... Nothing, You're not a every, small dealer. You know,
3: everybody in Montana is a small dealer. Um, the reality Compared is... like, New York that, or what, Yeah, the, the reality is we're, we're small dealers. And, like I said, there were 200 and some at one point in time, and it's now down to 99, and, you know... But it's the little towns. It's the,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know, the Chinooks and the Maltas and the all, all the... Towns and Yeah, I mean, the smaller towns are all losing representation, so those customers basically have to travel. In a lot of cases, I mean, it could be 150, 200 miles to get
4: mm-hmm.
3: to okay. a GM store. Oh, exactly. Um, it sounds crazy, but they basically found a way to eliminate by either starving them out or just canceling their franchise.
1: I want to say, mm. do they do that on purpose to, like, drive car prices or do, do you think they do that too just because of lack of support
3: you know I think it, it's multifaceted really because they if you look at cars in Montana like the GM stuff and I think the Ram stuff a lot of that comes in to Port Butte if you have to truck things to Glendive, okay. um,
1: okay.
3: that's super expensive right
1: oh definitely
3: so Anything that's super expensive, they want to be rid of. Yeah. Um, if you have to truck things, unless you're a dealer that is selling enough vehicles, has enough service. Um, you know, and it's, at some level, I mean, they have kept dealers on on merit. Um, so, you know, some of the better dealers have stuck around. But in other cases, um, they've just gone out of their way to eliminate a lot of hometown family businesses. Um, mm-hmm. These manufacturers really, they, they like alethias of the world and so on and it's not because they treat customers well it's not because they do anything any better um when the manufacturer comes to them and says you need to invest in a new 3.5 million dollar building it's real easy to do it when it's not your money it's really really easy to do it when you're working off shareholder dollars and as long as your stock price stays okay they don't care yeah so they're yes men um, as compared to a small business person that's sitting there looking at their local economy, going, you know, I'm not really sure I can afford $3.5 dollars right now. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you know, they they like those bigger dealers and they like the they like the guys with deeper pockets. They don't like the little hometown guys. That's mm-hmm. not how they roll. Subaru is a little bit different. Um, they're of all the manufacturers, they they give a shit. Um, they care about their dealers. Um, you know, do they always do the right thing by him? Well, that's debatable. But the reality <laughs> is, they give a shit. So, it's it's a little bit different there.
1: That's that's good to hear. You know that they're interested in sharing that that hometown vibe, and, and you know they have to know that it's a struggle to. Uh, like you said, invest in yourself for three point five million dollars. No one—that's not a small amount of money. No one just wakes up in the morning and says, "Oh, let me spend three point five million dollars on a new fucking building." When yeah. what I've had for the last fifty years has worked just fine, you know.
3: Well, it's hard, and 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 that's that's the thing. And in a small town, you're if you're going to treat your customers right you're only going to make so much money, right? You're not, yeah. Yeah. you can't use and abuse your customer. You have to take care of your customer. You're in big yeah. trouble. I mean, you're you're going to go out of business just because you're not doing the right thing by your customer. And that's one thing where I think Subaru excels over all the other manufacturers. They really, really, really care about customer satisfaction. And they care about how you as a dealer are viewed by your customer and your community, which is kind of, mm-hmm. it's, it's, very, it's very different um, when you have, say a general motors or a ram franchise the only thing they care about really is their sales numbers they don't care about Mm -hmm. a damn thing other than that how many parts are you selling how many how many cars are you selling? that's what they really care about and in the end it's you know it's one of the reasons subaru is growing like crazy and some of these other manufacturers are falling flat on their faces so
0: and i've noticed that working at the body shop we have auditors come in from Uh, manufacturers so that we can be OE certified Um, we just had Subaru come in two weeks ago or something gave us a list of things we need to clean up to stay certified Um, you know of course they're watching all the numbers too but it's definitely customer driven you know they want us to tape up all our electrical connectors that are unplugged because you know sometimes vehicles go outside and you know, all they come back in the day they're supposed to leave, you plug that headlight in, it doesn't work. That's yeah. another day. They're customers yeah. without a
1: vehicle, kind of thing. You know, so. yeah. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. or an ECM connector had a little bit of water in it, and you plug it in, and yeah. bingo, bingo, you fried it before lunchtime, and you didn't even know you did anything yeah. wrong other than plug it in, you know? <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> you know, sometimes you just have those days, but. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, definitely customer customer driven
1: though. Yeah, like oh, everything's customer driven, you know, and and they give us these surveys and they, and in their incentive to like get people to text to do a good job, you know, they give us a bonus, you know. Oh yeah. On, sure. Hey, if you guys are killing it, we'll give you a bonus. So I mean, that's pretty cool a Subaru to drive, and not only their dealership but all the way down to the ground level you know giving you an incentive to wash the windows you know make sure you're clean when you get out of it you know the little details you know that you don't think of washing their headlights all customer driven you know sure just for the sheer fact that like I know that if I do a good job that survey comes out maybe it comes out a 5 instead of a 4 you Mm -hmm. know or a a 9 instead of a 10 you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so That's pretty cool. I don't know if Lithia does stuff like that, you know, do you know?
3: Every manufacturer has surveys um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, they survey the customers, but some manufacturers actually care what the survey says. Um, Mm -hmm. Some manufacturers try to use those surveys as leverage against their dealer. Um, Other manufacturers like Subaru try to use those surveys to help identify areas where we can make customers happier than they already are even if they're thrilled (laughs) they try to find out how how can you make your customers happier they really want to be different they want to be more than a car company they want to be part of a community they want the employees to be vested in Subaru it's like John said you know Mm -hmm. those guys the technicians for getting things fixed right the first time for (laughs) leaving the car clean I mean it's amazing but it, you know, some, make I good mean, good how many times job. have you taken your personal vehicle someplace and had to take it back three times? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I own a whole bunch of that, um, and unfortunately, it's not at my store. Here, it gets uh-huh. fixed by and large. Um, I mean, I've had I had one squeak. I shouldn't say squeak, it was a rattle, and good God, the thing would come and go, and I think you tried to fix it and could never really find it that day.
1: That ascent? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I ended up getting it fixed, but uh, what ended up happening was the sunroof, one of the bolts to the sunroof, the whole rack that holds the sunroof, had come out like an eighth of an inch. Like yeah. you can't believe what an eighth of oh, an inch yeah. of coming out, and they have that you would go over. over too? Yeah, it has a lock washer, yeah. and it come out, and it was supposed to be loctited, <laughs> and then like a small batch of them didn't get the loctite that holds these things in, and if you went over a washboard, it would sound like it's like right. Above uh-huh. you, or right, like the whole sunroof. Oh man! But it, it like, the way it would echo through <laughs> the thing it would just annoy the fuck out oh, of you. Man. You know, uh-huh. it was bad. And you're like, well, I think it's this piece of plastic, and you're like, I think it's this, and I think it's that, and you think it's this. And like, God, it feels like it's everywhere all at once.
0: And, it did. It echoed.
1: And I finally uh, pulled the sun, the headache rack out, and then went and drove uh-huh. it because I'm like, it was driving me oh, yeah. crazy not knowing what it was. And I pulled the headliner out, and I went and drove it, and I I could see it finally, with the headliner out and you're like, right uh-huh. there, and you put your finger on, and it <laughs> goes stop. away, and you're like, let me just tighten that, <laughs> <up."> <laughs> <laughs> yes. and bingo, we have yes. fixed the car for what felt like you know should have been a ten minute fix <laughs> turned into like a ten hour fix, oh, <laughs> you know.
3: Well, I'll try to find that right, I mean, yeah. I, could, uh-huh. I mean you. you tried a whole bunch of things and you did fix a couple other things that were <laughs> squeaking and chirping and oh, that yeah. did rattle a little bit but the big one man just wouldn't go away but yeah. I mean I've taken vehicles to other dealerships three and four and five times um I my my current Duramax truck um, I made it 230 miles and it consumed one of those big huge containers of death Oh, ooh, and
0: mm-hmm. it's not supposed to do
3: that. No, it's not supposed <laughs> to do that. But uh, they they told me that it was just doing a super clean on the filter. And I saw. I thought, sure. Uh-huh. And
1: maybe.
3: Uh, yeah, I made it about another 180 miles, and it told me I had 62 miles left before it went into limp mode. Um, that kind of doesn't work in Montana. Right? No, I mean, I'm <laughs> no. Not, I'm not traveling 162 miles. I'm normally traveling 300 <laughs> some miles. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyhow I, I take it back in. Oh there's there's just nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. I am sitting at a stoplight and it is dumping so much death into the engine and into the and I don't know what else is going on. But it is revving to the point that it is power braking itself at a stoplight. <laughs>
0: Holy <laughs> crap! My Whoa. foot is
3: not on the gas, and it's sitting there bumping the rev limiter.
0: Holy moly! And as
3: it's coming up, it's trying to power brake itself,
0: <laughs> and it
3: did, and it did that, um, and then. Somebody found my truck one day, and they removed the EGR, and they removed the DEF, and they <laughs> got rid of the exhaust, and they put a chip in it, and it was amazing. It uh, Whoever found my truck fixed it. Huh. Um, and, and whoever found my truck did not work at my store.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh. Honestly, I, I, I do remember having to fix that chip because something got loaded wrong, and they like, weren't sure how to fix it without, like, boots on the ground, and they ended up sending me all the files and the software to, like, really? do the tuning, yeah. and I'm like, ah, that was a real big thank you, guys. You didn't realize what you just downloaded onto my computer. <laughs> if you know anything, you know? I'm like... <laughs> I might have I to use that, that later. It was pretty good. It, yeah, no, it,
3: it was it good. Worked. It was good for six or seven miles per gallon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it runs a lot better. It doesn't doesn't over. It doesn't heat up anymore. I mean, when you go over oh, hills, towing it really something, on. it's went way down. Oh yeah, I mean, sure. it's way easier sure. on the truck. Way nicer on the vehicle. It just
1: yeah. I mean, your fuel economy didn't go up. Yeah, seven miles per gallon. Oh yeah, seven. Yeah. Oh, I going to say I thought you said it was only at seven. I'm no. like, that's actually disappointing. And <laughs> I didn't
3: have to dump cat piss in the tank yeah. anymore. It was amazing. Or I, spend yeah, an extra
1: eighty bucks a
3: month. Yeah. Well, at the rate it was consuming it and they refused to fix it. They it were like we don't there's like it. there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's power braking itself, it stops, it's shooting flames out the fucking pipe. I mean it's it's let's
1: having see. fun. We, we yeah. have a problem. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny no I love your son's truck that came through the Minimax the,
3: oh, the, the v the little baby Duramax the little yeah. baby Duramax that thing, and
1: the that thing is actually oh, amazing that thing is sweet like I was falling in love with it just like changing the oil I'm like I need one of these and I, I don't know why I know I where I you
0: can get one I bet
1: oh yeah, my dad
0: got one he's trying to sell oh yeah, yeah. really
1: I
3: cast these what kind truck. of what kind of mileage does that little truck your dad's get oh <laughs>
0: Like, I want to say 25, 27, somewhere in there. See, yeah, my I, kid's
3: truck is lifted. Okay. And it's still and, and Grant, he kind of, he's he's a little bit of a putz for a high school kid. I mean, he's pretty pretty cautious, pretty conservative. Really, but with it, your blood, I know. I don't believe it. I don't weird. believe it, it. It is weird, but his truck lifted <laughs> and everything else with the bigger tires gets twenty six miles per gallon. Wow! When it was, when it was un unlifted and smaller tires and everything else the thing would get 29 to 32 okay just unbelievable i
0: might be wrong on that with my dash truck unbelievable
1: i'm really curious to see what they get fully deleted and make it just a clean Uh diesel engine again and i'm really would be curious because like that was the whole thing i'm looking at i'm like that's easy to to delete to delete to delete. Yeah, the Cut only that off. We <laughs> don't need that. The only no reason way. I
3: know what it gets is because I pay the damn gas bill.
4: Right? Oh
1: no!
3: <laughs> yeah. So I was like, Ooh, it's a big month. How many miles did you put on there? He'll be like, I put three thousand or you know, a thousand twenty-five miles. Uh, he, he knows the mile, how many miles he so puts on high. a month? Yeah. For that. Crazy.
1: For our listeners, how many kids do you have? I have two kids. You have two kids. How old two are kids? they?
3: uh 17 and 14
1: 17 and 14 oh that's a renegade age uh they're I, I don't know what the hell
3: happened but they're way too
1: good they're too good
3: they're they're both way Man. too good i mean they they tell me when they're gonna do something they're not supposed to do
1: <laughs> that's gotta be a new age thing to do
3: well i i also, appreciate it because i appreciate it because i know what's going on right yeah. and a lot of times it's like, where are you sitting home? Well, everybody's at a party and I'm not going. Well, why not? Well, why aren't you going? I don't want anything to do with it. I'm want to get in trouble. I don't need any of that. If I wanted to drink beer or whatever, I'd probably just go get one.
4: <laughs> it's like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Alrighty>. <laughs>
1: that's funny i just go get
0: I can only hope my boys are that way yeah Yeah, you got some pretty cute kids man you're not gonna stop the freight train so you
1: might as well
3: accept reality I mean if they're gonna tell you what they're doing at least you have a chance
1: yeah Oh, hell yeah. No, that's I just
3: left and didn't come home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I would lie to my dad. I'd be like, I'm just going to watch a movie. And we're just watching a lot of movies. And we were just out doing stupid shit.
3: I just went camping. Where are you going? Camping. See you Sunday.
1: <laughs> my dad, if I said camping, he was way more involved. So we couldn't say camping. Well, he game. Probably wanted to
0: go with Yeah, you. he was
1: like, let's go. Like, I got my stuff ready. Let's are you ready? Let's go. I got the stuff. It's already in the car. Let's go. No, dad, no, 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 We're watching a movie. Oh, that's boring. My, yes, it is boring. We're going to do something else.
3: My father was, it was a little bit later in the fall, and it was upland bird season, and we'd gone camping, and my my father found our camp,
4: <laughs>
3: and he he did laugh. But we had two empty 16-gallon kegs, and we had another one we were working on. <laughs> <laughs> and there were about 12 of us. Oh, man. And it was Saturday, and we left Friday night. <laughs> 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 we were, we were a little hilarious. polluted, and he was... He, he looks at me and goes, Good God, he says. I... Uh, Have fun, (laughs) because obviously you're not leaving. He goes, "This where you come every weekend." I'm like, "Yeah, all right, good to know." Clean up your mess. (laughs) Come home tomorrow until you're sober. All right, we're good. Nice.
1: (laughs) no I think my dad wishes he knew how much we were doing on his own property. You know, on the ranch, or well, I guess not really his property, my stepmom's property, but like knew what was going on. Yeah, like. Four hundred yards that way, you know.
3: Well, thirty-five years ago, when I was in high school, things were substantially
1: oh different. Different the well, the police media would, wasn't a thing.
3: No, God, no, the, the the police would come out and they would look at you and told you they were parking at the end of the road and if anybody tried to leave they were going to jail immediately Um, (laughs) sometimes they would pull you over and the people in your car would be so drunk they couldn't stand up and as long as you could blow zeros they would say have a nice night (laughs) you try that now
0: no straight to jail
3: everybody's going to jail (laughs) yeah
0: i had one when i was in college in butte for that year partied a little bit and uh had one instance like that. We're all at a huge house party and the cops busted, knocking on the door. And, Having too many these. Me possibly. We all just scattered and there was like six of us doing something out in the garage or somewhere we hiding in there. Like shut the lights off real quick and then flashlight comes in through the window. We can see you in there. Come on out. <laughs> so we all beat him at the door and there was one kid that passed out on the floor not doing real good as well. You guys can make sure he's safe. We'll let you take care of him, you know. That's, that's beautiful. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, that sir. Beautiful. That's, beautiful. Be- that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So that's not yeah. Helena. Not Helena,
3: no. Nope.
1: <laughs> actually, I got a good run in with the cops every time I've dealt with them here in Helena. So. Oh, I no,
3: the, the Helena police are actually very nice. Right? Know, I, there's, I've they're, had they're very
1: nothing nice. but stellar... <laughs> Even though we lit a fire on my my buddy's couch in our driveway, and you worked for the fire department.
2: Well, to be fair, like, that was the no fire way. department, and they made Kenny put out his own mattress.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. that's a whole well, story. Here, yeah. But the the cops they came for that, and they were like, "So what happened?" And they're like, "It's no big deal." No, I you guys just go away. They're like, "Oh, tip the fire department's got it handle.
3: I mean, we we probably should clarify. I mean, it it isn't the Helena Police Department it's, it's it's not a knock on them I mean the reality is times are just different it's, oh, yeah. things are different it's the it's expectations a culture thing. are different their liability is yeah. absolutely insanely different <laughs> than it was 30 years ago I mean they have to act how they they have to do what they have to do and I mean that uh, not not knocking them or no. any other police oh, yeah. department. Well social media they, things, pressure things is have put on. Them. Things have changed, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean yeah I mean they can't even hardly go arrest anybody anymore. Yeah. It's, it, it's yeah. stupid. I feel bad for them. I'm no,
1: hundred like, percent. Anyone with a camera now is dangerous, it seems like, you know. Well, they're they, just trying to reprimand someone and someone gets a small clip of a story they had no idea about, you know. Oh yeah. And it can blow something completely out of proportion.
2: Well on your point yeah uh they let something like that go and then 30 minutes later there's an accident they make the national news you know so yeah they're in an impossible position yeah their
3: job's on the line and they're in a huge bunch of trouble and it's just you know i mean they they have to do what they have to do i mean the times are just different and that's all i was yeah and god love god love my kids for saying yeah i'm just (laughs) just staying home
1: (laughs) yeah no I, I see that as not just your kids, but, like, as a trend through a lot of the newer uh, generation. You know, one of our, yeah. my coworkers, his kids are 17, 18, you know, and you hear them. It's like they're way more open with their parents than I know me personally ever was with my parents, you know. And just the way they talk, I'm like, wow, I would have never told my anything <laughs> about this, you know, like... Oh, you had a tattoo done? Yeah, I had never told my dad that at that point. You know, we're just going to hide that. No big deal.
3: Never gotten a tattoo.
1: Me too. I'm no. uh, still a clean-skinned boy. Yeah, I think all of all, all, th- all four of us. That's probably rare to find, uh, like, four.
3: I'm fossilized. Skin. You guys are young. You guys are the exception. I'm just old.
1: A... I feel like someone your age would have a tattoo. Everyone has a tattoo now.
3: I've thought a million times about getting tattoos. But... I- I'm
1: scared just because like, I don't know if well, I can I'm... commit to something for the rest of my life.
3: Yeah, I... uh... I'm not scared. I just... Guess I haven't done it.
1: Don't want a smiley face on your ass cheek or something? You know, I,
2: <laughs> Subaru logo yeah. on the bicep. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, I think share
1: the love, uh, I'll, brother. I'll, I'll tell you what. No, I'm, I'm,
3: I'm... When it comes to something like that, I'm out. Um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't know. My idea of a tattoo is probably a, When I go shoot a 400-inch bowl...
4: Ooh.
3: Um... I might have that tattooed on yeah me. when i finally kill a 200 inch mule deer and i will Ooh. um maybe i'll have that tattooed on me too. I, you know it's it's kind of one of those things it has to be it has to be somewhat meaningful right. probably for me to ink myself but you know it's one of those things i mean i've i'm 53 years old gonna be 54 oh
1: you're a young man
3: i have busted my ass to try to <laughs> you know kill some big, big deer, and I, I've just I've shot some nice ones, um, but nothing 200 inches. I've shot some decent bulls, but nothing 400 inches. Of course, I can't draw an elk tag. I'm on the snide with the elk tag. I'm not sure what my really? deal is, but I mean, and I'm. It's not like I have bad luck. I <laughs> drew moose, sheep, and goat.
1: Ooh, goat it's in like five years. Wow. Wow. You're actually doing better than you think you
3: are. Well, I know. I'm doing way better than <laughs> I think I am, but I can't draw an elk tag. I have buddies who've drawn four or five elk tags in the Elkhorns. I have access to some really primo stuff where I can probably go shoot a
1: really, really, really nice bull.
3: Um, and I can't draw the damn tag. So I know.
1: Now, isn't there a tag over by your cabin?
3: Oh, there is, but that's a, Isn't
1: that a pretty primo area?
3: It's a really primo area, but it's all private ground, and it's very, very hard to get
4: access. access. To, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, you can't... One of the major ranches are you can't even hire an outfitter and get oh, access to wow. it. Wow. It's just private, 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 private. And I think it sold, to put it in perspective, for like $430 million. I mean, it's huge.
4: Wow. It's hmm.
3: huge, so... You gotta have a lot more money than I have to even probably set foot on the place. I, I've set foot on the place.
1: And what's this place?
3: Well, I was trespassing, so I'm not gonna say. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah,
4: yeah,
1: we better uh, not.
3: Yeah, Fuck but those it's a, <laughs> but it's no, it's a, it's one of those things. I mean, I, ink, ink has never been my thing, but I would, over certain things, I'd probably. Probably get her done.
2: <laughs> I got that same curse with the tag, so I, my dad refused to put in with me as a party anymore. And all of a sudden, he draws a back, you know. Oh, my goodness. So you are the bad luck schlepper. I am the bad luck.
1: I've always said my dad has pretty good luck. If he puts his mind to a tag, it just seems like, boom, he gets it like two or three years later after putting in, you know. But he always tries to put in for fairly difficult tags that are like not... Not a guarantee, but even if you get the tag, it's still not a guarantee. you got to work for it and put in the time, put in the effort, and go hunt these animals. It's not like, oh, there's one. You know, go out in some guy's field and smoke one. You know, you got to put in the effort. (laughs) I think that makes the story, though. Oh, yeah. From hunting, the harder or more fucked up the situation was... The better the story, the better the hunt, the more the memorable. More you
0: it,
1: yeah,
3: yeah. yeah it, it's all about that. That's exactly right. The more memories, you know, and the 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 more ridiculous it is, and the more stupid the situation is, <laughs> you know. The, actually, the the longer you're going to remember it, the more it's probably going to mean to you. But
1: uh, yeah. No, now, no. Eric, I've been at Placer for a while, and I know him. Really renowned for his hunting stories, so I'm gonna see if we can get oh, at least yeah. one out of Eric because he's he's told me he so many over my course of being here. What okay. What is your favorite hunting story that you could share to our listeners?
3: Um, actually, it it probably happened last year. Um, I, mm. well, I've had a lot of good ones, but recent. Uh, we were. I was spotting one night, just kind of randomly spotting and. I spotted a bull on National Forest that, honestly, I would be surprised if it didn't go over 400 inches. Ooh. Um, wow. The two elk that were hanging right with him, I would guess, were close to 360 bulls. They were really, really nice. Um Dang. The problem was they were about eight miles in a straight line, and if you took the trail, which <laughs> you had to, to get there because of the deadfall, yeah. it was closer to, like, oh, I don't know. 10 or 11, um, it was a long ways and I called my nephew and I talked to my son and and there were actually, I don't know, six or seven other bulls with them that I could see that were all pretty decent elk and we started wading through the snow at 3 a.m. and we uh, didn't get where we needed to be at daylight and The bulls had moved off and they had gone down in this horrible, horrible hole where I had shot a, I think he went like 348. I I shot a really nice bull in there like a couple years, like 10 years ago. Um, The problem was it took me a full day to get the head out.
4: Oh man! Just, just the head. Just, just the now. Head. Just because you can't the
3: get terrain. Right. It's the terrain and the trees are so tight. I don't even yeah. know how the elk go through there. But those big bulls <laughs> get in there because no one's willing to go there. Yeah, Only dumb that's where people. You find like the me. Big you have to be really dumb to even consider doing this, right?
1: I so don't know if it, I would I, say dumb. I would say. Determined, determined, yeah. Well, because I've been determined and, and it's got me in some <laughs> badass situations, but really stupid at the same yeah. time. Yeah, when
3: you turn so,
0: around, you
3: anyhow, we, we yeah. got there and they'd moved off the hill. And I we followed them about a quarter of a mile down this ridge before they dropped through the first rock slide. And I informed my nephew and my oldest son that we indeed were not going any further, that we were done. Uh, uh, uh. And I hmm. said, but. Well, we're out here, so we'll go over the next hill. So we start climbing up the next hill and there's some elk there and we couple bulls and I'm screaming at those two monkeys. Don't you dare shoot that thing <laughs> <laughs> They were little five points and stuff. Okay. So we go through the next group of trees. We go over the next hill and there's some more elk. And we go over the next hill and there's some more elk and man this whole you time we find more elk than I probably saw well, all season. The problem was there were um there's no people that go there. There's nobody willing to go there. And the whole time we were kind of making a loop. And back in the day when I used to have horses, I used to have a camp at the bottom of this uh, drainage. And we went to my old camp and there's so few people that ever go there. That There was still firewood (laughs) left under under a brown tarp from my old camp. Wow. (laughs) And so we lit a fire and we we laid around and took about a two-hour nap and Those two boys were kind of pissed at me, and I I told them, I said, right at dark, we're going to shoot an elk on my park. Um, There's only been two times in my whole entire life that I couldn't have taken a rip at a bull out here. We're going to shoot some elk. Yeah. So... They were like, sure, I sure, love their sure. Confidence level. Well, well, we get. Well, this is a good spot. <laughs> uh, like, the problem is, they're I all, say that in the. Like, no, no, no. The problem is, they're all they're all little right They're all little. Oh, okay. They're they're all little five points and.
1: Which
0: but, some
3: people
1: would just be like uh, dying to kill you. Yeah.
3: Like, well, I, I've only seen one really good bull on that park, and unfortunately, he was hauling ass oh, when yeah. I was a long ways away, <laughs> and he wasn't running from me. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, we um, we uh, we start walking down this old road while well, the Forest Service had come in there. And rather than leave the damn road for fire access or whatever, they took like a D10 through there, and they ripped that entire road to Smithereens. We were
0: just talking about this last week. Yep. Uh, road yeah, road
3: obliteration. I mean, yeah. just stupid. It made it almost impossible to pass. And by the time we got to the park, we should have been there 45 minutes before daylight. And we were pushing super hard. My son had a cold, and we get there, and we don't see any elk, we don't see anything, and he's having a coughing attack.
4: Oh, no. And he's
3: (coughs) just hacking, hacking, hacking. I mean, it's loud. (laughs) And this is kind of a basin, and (laughs) it was dead calm, and things are kind of echoing. All of a sudden, from the top right corner of the park, this bull squeals. You know how they squeal when oh, they're yeah. nervous about something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, type thing. And, <laughs> and I'm no, it was none of that. It was rifle season. But he just kind of squealed.
1: Wow. And <laughs> that's so a vocal come rifle season, Jack, folks. Well, but nobody's, he Like nobody oyster. nobody
3: goes there, right? And <laughs> he did this like, two more times. And when he started this, it was like 15 minutes before dark. He did it two more times and all of a sudden he ran out of the damn trees and he ran straight down the hill towards us. And he was probably 800 yards at the top of the trees. And by the time he ran towards us, he took a left and went into these trees. And I... I'm sitting there looking at those two monkeys because I could have shot him. I mean, he was running straight at us and both of them were looking at me like, what do we do? It's like, well, you should have shot him right in the, you know, somewhere in the elk because he was coming straight down the hill, right? right in the middle there. Because yeah. you got like a long body there yeah. coming straight down the hill. It's like put on his nose and touch the tree, you're kill him, right? Yeah. So nothing happens and he runs into the trees. And we sit there and he's in the trees and he barks again and here come five more of them out of the trees like it's okay nobody shot at me <laughs> so they all walked out on the thing well my son didn't have the shot but my nephew had the shot so he he pulls the trigger and shot sounds really good and I said it sounded good I said but yeah, you know, shoot again and Jack's like I don't have I don't have a good angle I can't I have bad angles so my nephew pulls the trigger again they all kind of run through a little group of trees and they get out on this knob and when my nephew was shooting at them, they were like 640 yards away. We're trying to get a range and it's starting to get dark and it kept coming back 720 and 680 and 650.
0: and Jumping
3: all over here. I handed my son Jack my gun and I said, I dialed the scope, I said, Put it right on the top of his back and touch it off. And by some miracle, I saw a wisp of snow go right over this bull's back. And I said, "Put it right on the kill zone and let him have it." And he pulls the trigger, and shot sounded good. And we're sitting there. I said, "Well, give him another one because he's still standing there." I said, "I'm sure he's hit." Yeah. And as he pulls the trigger the last time, he pulls the trigger. And he looks over to us. He goes, "It disappeared right as I pulled the trigger." <laughs> and my nephew looks at him and goes, "Jack," he said, "somebody died." <laughs> <laughs> so these two, these two kids, my nephew's—I shouldn't call him a kid. He's like 23 or 24. I mean, shoots a bull right at dark at 640 yards. Jack shoots one That's at six hundred. Jack shot his with a twenty-five super short magnum with a 115 grain Whoa. nozzler ballistic tip. Wow. One and done. Um, One and done. Yeah. but
1: Whoa. So that first shot that he took in the trees was, was a clean miss or what?
3: The first shot he took when he rolled the oak was out in the park, and I just saw the wisp of snow oh. come up right over its back. Uh-huh. I mean, the sun, there was just enough that I... I somehow caught it, and I said, "Put it right on him," and he yeah. and he shot it. So, that was my son's first bull elk. Um, it was wow. my nephew shot multiple. It's the first time yeah. I've been with him, but we had two elk down, and we were still six miles from the truck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a track. Yeah. Six and miles. No, the, yeah, pro, yeah, the problem exactly. was, was
3: we didn't get him out that day. We had to come. We had to. Yeah. It was it was a long story. I had to <laughs> I had to get a key from a rancher and oh no maybe. Pay a little trespass fee or something, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we did allegedly, we, folks. We, we did, um, we, we were not on the ranch when we shot the elk, but that was the nearest access. And oh, fear.
1: yeah, yeah, um,
3: so they uh, it actually had permission to cross the ranch, and I did show him pictures of both elk dead, and he was oh, like, yeah. oh, yep yep you're good he goes you're, you're right you're unforced he said I'm great with that so he did give us a key and that's let us drive the ATV in there but that's cool. the reality is nobody nobody goes there it's too far away but it was my son's first bull and it was wow. my nephew's first bull we got two right at dark and I called it um, so, yeah.
1: so
3: you felt like yeah. just King Dick at the well, end of the um, night. You were like, I called. No, I baby.
1: felt like I felt like dog shit. I was so dehydrated. <laughs> oh
3: no! I was so dehydrated that I was sick to my stomach and everything else. But it was, um, it was like a 18.6 mile round trip hike. It was, wow. it was a long, it was a long go, and some of it was, you know, the snow was fairly deep and it was wind blowing and it was crusted, and you're crossing these big opens trying to get. And and it's straight uphill back to the, back to the truck. It was a long night.
0: Oh boy, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. That night, that's So oh, to, oh, to
3: your point, the more messed up it is, uh-huh. oh, the yeah. stupider it is, <laughs> the more fun. The, the more you're gonna remember it, and the the more meaning it'll have to. You, I guess that's that's what hunting's about: pain oh. and agony. <laughs>
1: pain and agony, you know. My and uh to to complement that, you know. Uh, my dad, you know, he would always tell me, we're going to kill him tonight, baby. We're we're getting him tonight. You know what I mean? I'm all you're full of shit. You're full of shit. That motherfucker would always sneak a beer or something into his pack and never tell anybody. And if you killed something, he would pull it out. And I, congratulations, I was right, you know. I can't. I don't know how many times he would just sneak one out. You're like, where did you did you pack that this whole time? You know, we could have been drinking this like on the way up. No, it's just just in case you kill one. Otherwise, it's it's a no go. A warm beer at the top of the mountain after you kill one is a just a godsend. You know, you just like woo. You know, you gotta you gotta uh, that adrenaline feeling uh, after. Killing anything, you know. I, I I get it just even small game, you know, mm-hmm. if I touch a, a coyote off I feel that a little <laughs> woo got him, you know. I don't know. You even, have a pretty cool even story, this does year. it for me gophers yeah, yeah, gophers, gophers I love shooting gophers you know I'm more about to see how far away I can get them now. yeah, like, yeah that's right, that's it's also so cool like when I was a kid it was how close could we get yeah. to killing these well, guys? that was with my bow and arrow yeah when I was a kid, and yeah. now I'm like I wonder how far away I can get yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. New, new toys
1: yeah. oh yeah you got any new toys Eric you know um, I, I don't man I Take know, care of I, your old ones, kind of deal.
3: You know, yeah. I mean, toys are expensive. You, oh man, toys are expensive. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can really never have too many guns, but I have enough of them that I. I mean, right now you can't buy reloading supplies, so it's really oh, hard. Oh yeah. To,
1: now, are you a big reloader? Are you really into that, or you? That's the someone? only way
3: you can. That's the only way you can get a gun to shoot six or seven or eight hundred yards, right? You can. I mean, they'll claim the factory ammo is good, but it's unfortunately not yeah still mass produced yeah, yeah, it, yeah right. there's
1: always an error yeah, I you mean, know nobody's perfect
3: i mean when you're trimming the neck that holds the bullet so it's an equal thickness all the way around so it's not grabbing your bullet in any way shape or form funny when you're setting the bullet down to where it's 10 or 20 thousands off the land so that the jump is just right when you're
0: and all yeah. to match that gun, too. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. oh yeah, absolutely. yeah. Every absolutely. Gun's Same exact gun, but the different one might not like those loads, yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I, I'm not the reloading expert. My buddy Rob is the reloading expert. <laughs> He's trying to teach me, and I'm really not convinced that I'm fully taking to the training yet. I, I get it, but it's...
1: it's Some people get it's really into it. Is it is
3: way, 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 way complicated and if you really want to shoot at all, it all has to be very 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 exact.
4: Yeah, here a scientist. But
3: when when you do it right. Oh, yeah. When wow. you do it right, it, it is amazing. A complete moron can shoot a gun and <laughs> have some really really nice results.
1: Well, I almost say that about really good engine builders, you know, if you build an engine and tune it properly, an idiot can go down and drag race it, you know. If you build the whole car, the whole setup, yeah. you know, to the thing is same. If you build a bullet for that gun and you and you tailor it to that, you can let anyone yeah. hop on that thing and yeah. take care of it. You know. Yeah, they're shooting
3: substantially better than it would be otherwise, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, do you have more fun buying guns for your kid? Now that you're, oh. you going to be at that fun age where you, like, oh, yeah, I my, feel like that was my dad's funnest age, you know, when he started getting to buy me guns.
3: Yeah, my kids probably have six or seven guns a piece that they don't know they have <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's funny. <laughs>
3: and they got some crazy stuff, stuff that probably gonna be worth some money someday because no one else is gonna have. I like weird guns. I like things that nobody seems to know anything about and you can take them and make them shoot really good I that's you know it's kind of like my little 25 super short Magnums I think Browning supposedly made six left handed actions in those Um, wow I own three of them
4: wow
3: Um, kind of a weird thing Um, one of them I have modified and that's the gun my kid shot the elk with it's it's the Browning action but it's a different barrel and it's a different stock and got a big old sniper scope on it (laughs) it's the the things that are loaded for that are like super good it's like really 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 accurate and it's those little guns are amazing the first time i ever used one of those my little nephew tanner shot an antelope with it at about 250 yards it was walking straight towards him it literally blew and he shot it right around the right around the chin and it literally blew the thing over onto its back with all four legs in the air. And it didn't even really move. <laughs> I thought, wow. And I thought, wow. Got him. I thought, wow, that's pretty amazing. That's a that
0: worked. <gasps>
3: yeah, you know, that's that's a pretty good hit out of, out of a little gun like that with a hundred and fifteen grain bullet. Gee, maybe we should try it with deer. And that year, you know, he we'd practiced a little bit and he got pretty good and I'd spotted a nice it was like a four by five mule deer it wasn't anything super big it was like a 140 inch deer right
4: Mm
1: -hmm.
3: nice deer that's a
1: nice deer (laughs) well
3: it it was used. it was used season right so he gets to hunt two days before everybody uh, else so yeah
1: we snuck in there and
3: we i I kept seeing the deer at about 100 yards and all the closer we were going to get to the thing was about 420 yards so i told i said well i know you know we know where this gun shoots put put the scope here and he pulls the trigger and he looks at me and goes, "I flinched." And I said, "Yeah, you." I said, "I don't think he hit within ten yards of that deer." I said, "As a matter of fact, that bullet might be clear over here or something." You know, and I, was, I was playing, and the deer was kind of looking around. like, what "The hell's going on?" You know, it was that far off. And wow, I said, "You know, let's let's take your time and you know let's let's do this right." And the, the deer was really confused by the whole situation and. He pulled the trigger and that <laughs> he pulled the trigger the second time and that deer hit the ground so freaking hard I thought that is unbelievable I said I can't believe that deer hit the ground well that that year he didn't do any good but the next year he had he had one of my little one of my guns and he uh, and he's a little guy he's not a very big kid and so those guns are really little they're easy to pack they go mm. everywhere else oh, so
4: yeah
3: I'd taken him out cutting and being 14 in Montana you can you can still shoot a you can still shoot a cow with the general tag as, right. a, as a youth right so we're walking along and he's he's mad at me he goes
2: why are we going
3: up here why are we going up here there's not a track anywhere around here I said well if we're not up here we're not gonna be in the right position if if there is elk ahead of us I said we're just gonna blow them up so we've wasted our whole whole entire time and he was furious at me oh no we're, we're walking along and I said there's elk right there. and He's like, where? He was. He was short. You know, he's, he's, he's a little. He's not a very big kid. He's only like five two. You probably met him. Um, but he uh
1: maybe I meet a lot of people.
3: He was only about five two back then. So anyhow, he uh, talking Timmy Tanner Tanner his okay. older brother. So
1: okay, okay, yeah, I know who you're talking. Anyhow, about. I'm sitting there watching
3: these elk come, and because we're where we're at. I'm just barely looking over the hill, and I can see all of them. I said, well, the bad news is, I said, there's not a bull there, I said, but they're just walking right up the hill at us. I said, and as soon as they get there, I said, if you want to shoot a cow, you can shoot a cow. Well, he's about 100 yards away, and I said, okay, get right here. You're going to see him here in just a second. I stood behind him, and I said, pick your gun up. I said, just kind of look over the scope for a second here. I said, when you see one you want to shoot, I said, just – to where it belongs to shoot him he shot the first elk with that 25 and I mean we're talking drop the thing hardcore and I thought
4: this is stupid
3: <laughs> well his little brother was with my father and shortly thereafter they were they were a drainage over I hear this bigger gun go off boom boom and then thinking well that's got to be grandpa and then i hear this little pop gun go off crack and (laughs) then i hear another boom and i thought well all right grandpa got an elk you know (laughs) so we field dress tanners and we walk down out of the woods and we get down there and my father's truck is gone and i walk up the hill and there's one drag mark coming out of there and there's tracks going over another direction, so I walk over there, and here's another cow laying there, and <laughs> huh,
4: huh. all right,
3: so they both got an elk. So my my father comes up; he they show up about ten minutes later, and my little nephew Timmy. Oh
1: yeah.
3: Um, Grandpa had shot, and Timmy shot, and Grandpa was like. That's two hundred yards, you didn't hit shit, blah bah, bah ba. And Timmy said, No, my elk's dead right over there and you know, my father with his thirty odd six pounded his three times.
4: Oh shit. And with
3: the uh-huh. little twenty five, Timmy pounded his one time and was done. <laughs> so it, it was you know, we had two elk with two bullets and we had one elk with three big bullets, and it was like, okay. <laughs> um <laughs> You don't need a big bullet to kill elk. Hey, no, is, you just a, gotta be precise. Yeah. But yeah, those kids they uh, they, uh, they 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 each got elk on the same day. So we had three elk in the same day that we had to get out of the woods, and it wasn't really a whole lot of fun.
1: Man, that's yeah, that's hard, always yeah. the hardest part of the whole situation is getting them out. Yeah. Uh, shooting them, fun part. Tracking them can be fun, you know, that whole process. Getting them out, that's when the work begins. So.
3: Yeah, it's a good thing they taste so good.
1: Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah.
3: Or everybody would leave them in the woods. I, there's, I mean, yeah. I, I don't care if I ever shoot another goat again. That thing, I ate it, but it was repulsive.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, you turn those yeah. into burnt egg rolls. You, you, that's you, what you turn those <laughs> into.
3: There was nothing you could do with that. They yeah. was horrible. I ate it, but it was horrible.
1: That's what my dad used to do with all his goats. He was turn them into a like, burger, and then he would uh, <laughs> make them into egg rolls. And goddamn, way better than any sushi you'll ever have. With <laughs> some egg roll with some antelope. Oh, it's delicious.
3: Divine. Yeah, I <gasps> know. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking mountain goat. mountain
1: goat. Oh, mountain goat. Yeah, those are tough, too. <laughs> no, it was
3: horrible. It was horrible, dude. It was It was absolutely repulsive. The big horn wow. sheep I shot was amazing. I'd like really? another. Really, I'd like another yeah. sheep tag. That thing was awesome. Those are
0: good. My
1: dad has been trying. It's it's been a struggle. As long as you
3: don't overcook it, oh, it's good.
1: What? Well, no, just to shoot one. He got a few tags, <laughs> and he just has yet to pull the trigger on one. It's been a struggle. But he's, he's never
3: shot a big. He's had tags in Kent.
1: Well, he got he had, the where he goes. It's not that difficult to get
3: a oh, tag. Oh, he's, he's okay. I know where he's at. Huh?
1: And you go over by Cook City yep. area, and it's not super difficult to get a tag. It's the problem is it has to be over so many inches yep. of yeah. curl before it's legal. Right. And he keeps keeps second guessing himself, you know. He's like, Ah, that I'm, mm, that <laughs> looks legal, you know. And he's like, Ah, yeah,
3: you don't want to be in trouble.
1: I don't want to be in trouble, right. so you know, I really want to emphasize <laughs> the double curl or whatever it is, or so many inches. And he finally <laughs> found one this last time, and he was like, Oh, here we go. This is it, and he kept second guessing himself and second, <sighs> And he finally said, "Fuck it, it's uh, maybe it's too close to call." So he leaves. That same night or something, another guy was up there hunting with him. Smoked it, <laughs> you know. Took the quota. It was on a quota system. Si- oh, on yeah. a quota system. Yep. So once there's only so many shot, you're done. You <laughs> even if you got a tag, you're done. Uh, uh, and he got to call the quota was filled, and it was just like in each, fair, or like maybe. barely made it, you know, he yeah. was like, God damn it, you know, <laughs> I should have shot it, but, yeah, you know, better safe than sorry.
3: Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh,
1: sheep hunting is weird. Well, you gotta get, you gotta get in the mountains. Um, uh, we're gonna take a quick break, <laughs> we need to refill some whiskey, I gotta fucking take a piss, <laughs> I need a fresh beer, we're gonna take a quick five-minute break or whatever break you guys won't even tell <laughs> i didn't hit the, the stop button so we want to do some editing <laughs> you guys will hear a little blip that may get deleted but that's okay i'm sure we weren't talking about anything we wouldn't talk about regularly man this whiskey brought to you by placer motors tonight just <laughs> hitting us up <laughs> with delicious. the delicious man that shit is smooth that is good man yeah, very good uh, you wouldn't
3: want to drink the bottle.
1: No, no. That's too good Ooh. to drink all of yeah. it. you know that's what they make it's shitty whiskey too. for. It.
3: Yeah. A Little sip is it's just about right. right.
1: Now are you a believer in packing whiskey in the mountains with you?
3: <laughs> Purely for medicinal purposes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh that's funny.
3: No, I, I do have a I do have a little flask I carry with me. I very rarely drink Take it out, but uh, sometimes, you know, maybe like snowmobiling or something after you've had a near-death experience <laughs> or something, you, you, you might need a little, you might need a little belt.
1: Now, uh, I'm sure you may or may not have shared one of those drinks with your son by now, uh, killing no, his first bowl. Uh,
3: no, actually. Uh, really? No, he, it, we were also freaking tired, um, <laughs> and it was... Pitch-ass black. Oh, yeah. To the yeah. Get the fuck was, out. And it, it was. Everybody knew it was going to be a. I warned them all. It was going to be a really miserable. Five and a half, six miles. I. Yeah. And indeed, it was. <laughs> so no, That's there awesome. was there was no there was no whiskey there. I mean, he he, he thinks I'm crazy. He he. he I think he smelled
1: it once. Really? Yeah. Man, he is a good kid.
3: Why not stupid? <laughs> I, I I'm, don't know how it happened.
1: You got lucky. Yes. Now, you and your boys like to do a lot of snowmobiling. You guys got some pretty nice sleds. The,
3: those kids love to snowmobile. We don't get to do nearly enough of it. You know, the high school sports and stuff have oh, yeah. really kind of put a damper on the snowmobiling here lately. But
1: What sports do they play?
3: Um, Up until this year, they both played basketball and... Um, that allowed us to go ride a little bit this year unfortunately the snow in the immediate hill and area was not too shiny um yeah at least you know early in the year later and yeah. later in the spring what nuts but uh, <laughs> by that time track had started and oh yeah that kind of ended that so um no i mean i think in future years we'll we'll spend a lot of time but it's it's hard when they're that age and going to school and everything else to take off and go to Cook City or go to Island Park where there's you know, exceptional snow. So I'm trying to drive someplace and ride like that for one day and come home sucks. So yeah. I'm yeah.
1: not willing to do it. It's a trek around here for anyone that – for our listeners outside of Montana, It like to travel to go snowmobiling can be a 200 to 300-mile round trip if you really want to get somewhere – absolutely badass so you gotta think about it you gotta plan yeah. um so yeah
0: take some time
1: yeah you gotta take some time and when you got kids that are playing sports that kinda takes precedence cause it's a it's only so long that you gotta do that Man, we just got people cruising through here all over oh, the yeah, place. They think they own this place or people, something.
3: People cruise a lot all
1: night long. It's man, it's crazy. I can't believe that. When like when the, I, I've just been sitting here and just never, watching these cars. Just like feel like you've they, never shop for vehicles, heavy Joe. Yeah. I not at eight <laughs> o'clock at night. No, I'm not. I'm not perusing the dealership. <laughs> well,
3: when the jackasses stole the tires, I figured they might have been over here looking. Oh, so I yeah. scanned through everything. I, you cannot count the number of people that roll through here after you close, just driving through, and it's the same. Sometimes it's the same vehicles <laughs> over and over, uh-huh. and they'll see something. they'll get out and go look at it,
4: and like then they're, then, they're
3: then, sneaky. Then, then the next night, there's something new, and they get out and they go look at it. It's like it's like they're stalking cars or something. <laughs> it's really, uh. yeah, but it's awesome. I mean, they're. People drive by and they're looking at what we have. I mean, yeah, you know, inventory <laughs> car wise is a little tight right now, everywhere, especially. You know,
1: well, we yeah. sell them as fast as we get them. Yes, we do, but <laughs>
3: it's 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 different. I mean, watching those cameras looking to see if those two cars came through here, it was it was <laughs> surprising. Even at eleven and twelve o'clock at night, how many people roll really?
1: through? Yeah. Oh my goodness! You would be like, I. Like, <laughs> and, and we, we should probably touch on that. That <laughs> I feel like the crime. Like I've been at Plaster for a minute now, and the crime and this just the last year has been ramped up like a thousand percent of just like random people that you you can kind of tell that they like maybe don't want to be there they don't know what they're doing you know they're not seasoned vets they're just (laughs) struggling people you know like what what got them to this point where they're resorting to stealing wheels off of customer (laughs) cars (laughs) in our lot you know or or trying to steal cars in general like one of our lube techs his his car almost got stolen so what do you think about these all these the ramping up of all these thefts
3: well, they're, they're certainly not professionals. Uh, <laughs> no. Watching watching the video when they stole the uh, wheels, I mean, we had good looks at them, good looks at the cars. <laughs> um, it it took the gentleman approximately 11 and a half minutes to get lug nuts off of the car.
1: Off one wheel or on the whole No,
3: thing? The, the whole thing. But it took him 11 and a half minutes. Now... That screams inept to me. And it got better. I mean, an hour later when they came back to take the tires off of it, um, it took him 22 minutes to jack up the car with the lug nuts off and get four tires off. um, I could be 97 years old and wearing the pens and probably cut the time in half. (laughs) I mean, I'm not, uh, not uh, I don't know. It, it, that's it, it's funny. not Helena's brightest. I, 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 I,
1: no, that's for sure.
3: I mean, I'm here to tell you, it's, it's shocking. It, it, it really is. It's, it's kind of sad in a lot of ways. I mean, if, if you're resorting to that, you probably have a drug habit. You probably have some issues that uh, you should probably address. But the reality is. Um, it's not going to be long until someone's going to help you address the issues when it takes you that long to commit the crime.
1: Oh yeah, and you—you well, you, know—they were they were, they were
3: so sneaky. I mean, they—they they put a Walmart bag over the license plate of each car. I mean, they're out there putting Walmart bags over. Them. But the thing is, they did that at the uh, the,
1: the, at the car
3: wash next door. In <laughs> plain view of those cameras too. It's pretty awesome. I mean, they're. <laughs> they're not the uh, they're not the brightest of the bright, but, uh, like at least I said, it, someone's to get them some help here. Very at least short. it
0: made them easier to find. Yeah.
3: Well, they weren't that easy to find. The police didn't do it. We we
1: we kind of tracked them down ourselves. I want to say, it, yeah. say we kind of as yeah, a group tracked them down. We, <laughs> we got tracked down. Subaru
2: enforcement squad. <laughs> well, I mean, we should I have mean,
1: paid extra for that, man. <laughs> tracking the like, every tech in the shop was going looking. It was funny. Well, there's
3: 30 employees that work here, and I mean. I have been here a lifetime so I know a lot of the other business owners and a couple people threw it on Facebook for us and pretty soon we're getting some interesting phone calls and, you know, believe it or not the, the call that broke the thing was uh, a guy named Steve Bartmas from Bob's Jolly Market and Ace Hardware out in, the, out in the valley. He had somebody trying to sell his hardware store a roll of Romex that they'd stole off of construction <laughs> job. <laughs> again again you know someone's going to get this guy some help right because oh my. i mean i'm just not sure how that he thinks that's going to work out for him but he was driving the same kind of car that the person was driving However, it was the wrong car and steve sends me a picture he goes is this your car and i said no unfortunately that's not my car obviously we got two of these guys obviously Certain model (laughs) car owners have some problems, and we were kind of joking about it, and I had gone to the bank to do some stuff, and on my way to the bank, I I saw this car that was involved in our thing drive-out, and I was nine-tenths sure, and I kind of followed it. I had to go through the teller line at the bank, so I went through the teller line, I figured, well, they're going to stop at a casino. I knew a couple – There's a couple bars that I figured – someone like that may just stop at you know I wasn't really sure so I cruised around a little bit and I didn't find anything and I walked through the doors of the store and my phone's buzzing he goes how about this one I look at my text I am like absolutely (laughs) and to make to make it all better um I don't know why you would ever do this but this particular individual left the jack that he used to take the tires (laughs) As if we weren't sure it was a car already. He left the jack and the lug nuts for the wheels he took from me in the back of the car. Oh my god. In plain sight. Wow. I mean America's dumbest criminals. <laughs> I mean uh, I mean, like I said, someone uh, when, when you're operating like that, someone's gonna get you some help. I mean he's it's, uh, it's just uh, it, it's mind boggling. Oh
1: geez. It's mind boggling. I mean What do you do with it, the wheels? Well, I don't know. I, I Still I, on the prowl?
3: I, I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting on a phone call because I've called <laughs> to ask that question. When do I get my wheels? Back? Because I'm thinking they should have them by now, right?
1: Um, you would think so. Got yeah. the lug nuts I mean, at least. The,
3: the, when the police towed his car, um, this person called up and or maybe it was her car because there was a guy and a girl that did this oh yeah um, i we talked so about I'm, this i'm not i'm not really episode. sure but when the police told the car they someone called the place they towed it from and said hey um did you guys tow my car and they're like oh we don't know anything about it so i think they were hoping that they would call the police and report the car stolen which <laughs> um well i mean when you Got the car. I mean, you you got the goods. I mean, right. you yeah. Probably know who the owner is, right? <laughs> I mean, wow. I, I'm sure it wasn't that simple, but <laughs> the reality is, um, there's there, there's you know huh. now they can't report it stolen, right? Because they admit. Yeah. Yeah. It's admit, their right? car. <laughs> it's, it's my car. It's. I mean, more stupid things. I mean, that. I,
1: I
4: mean,
3: if your car disappeared, <laughs> I I I would think that I would maybe call and say. I have been out of town since Sunday last week. <laughs> and when I came home, my car was gone. Uh, Maybe. Uh, but sorry. no, I'm going to call the place where I ditched it when I went to do some <laughs> more looting. <laughs> and I'm going to say, did you tow my car?
1: Oh, my goodness. That's I mean, hilarious.
3: I mean, we're... Oh my. I mean... It's, it's amoeba-like. Okay?
4: I mean, there's, there's, not a
3: lot of, there's not a lot of thinking that's uh, going into the process. Oh yet, my right? I mean, if you're going to go looting and get caught, I mean, maybe you should cover your, maybe you should have a story, maybe you should be able to tell,
1: maybe yeah. you should do, maybe you Have should a do good alibi. Right? Yeah, that's for sure. Instead true. of, did
3: you tow my car? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I left some After stolen um, goods in the back. I haven't sold. Did <laughs> you get that bag for me? <laughs> and by the way,
3: I want my jack and my those lug nuts back. They go with a set of wheels.
1: Oh, I know. Watching him try and steal Aiden's car. I'm just watching this video, like. Could you be a little stupider, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, let me just rip the dash apart. And I'll figure out which wires to put together. Like, clearly you shouldn't touch cars. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. oh, my goodness.
2: The issue my grandfather used to have, I mentioned he had the Chevy dealer up in Browning, and... Every year there's Indian days, it's their fair. Well, yeah, Native American days, right? Well, now it's Native American. Yeah, Yeah, you gotta be politically correct. Uh, I I just got this canceled.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, you're good.
2: Every year, uh, someone would break into one of the cars on the lot, take it. Well, he started leaving the keys in it so they'd stop breaking out his windows. (laughs) And he'd make sure he's only a gallon or two of gas. In the Monday after Indian Days, he'd grab his son and a gas can. And they'd go drive around till they found whatever car got stolen. Can <laughs> he drive the car home? And my grandfather take whoever? You no, know, they're just passed out drunk, and there he takes it yeah. home. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. He probably knew him. He, oh yeah. Oh absolutely.
4: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's
3: there's there's not too many Native Americans that are. Uh, I mean, most of them if you. They they refer to themselves as Indian around oh, here. Oh yeah. Right? yeah, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. there's probably some that want the title of Native American, but there's a whole bunch of them. That, I'm, I'm I'm Indian. I'm Chippewa Cree. I'm, oh yeah, I'm Blackfoot. I'm, well,
1: they always tell you where they're, they're from. Hell yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: No, and I mean, a lot of them are.
1: They're more proud dumb. of that. A lot of them are right.
3: super cool and they're funny. One of oh, the they're hilarious. I mean, one of the funniest things I've ever <laughs> seen. I was. It was when the Washington Redskins logo went away. Yeah. Oh yeah. um I was on the hill outside of Great Falls there at the gas station and there were these two (laughs) big, I'm going to refer to them as Native Americans, they were two big dudes, right? (laughs) And I mean, six... Three six yeah. four, probably big
0: basketball player. No, player. no,
3: no. They were like it used to be. Yeah. No, they, no. They were two sixty and built like brick shed houses, right? They, <laughs> they were football they, players. They were not. They were not little men, right? We call them. And yeah. they, they weren't exactly. You know, they weren't fat. They were. Yeah, you could tell that they were working for living. they were big guys. And yeah. they had this huge freaking decal that they had <laughs> bought somewhere in Great Falls of a Washington Redskins logo, and they were up there on the hill at the gas station putting it on the back window of the car and like I said three days before that the the logo was it it was all that thing and I was laughing and the one dude looked at me I I said that's awesome and he said he said we're real Indians he said we're not Elizabeth fucking Warren we love the Redskins logo he said that means we're badasses that means we're tough that means we're yeah. You know, that means we're warriors," he said. Oh, that's funny." He said, "We're not Elizabeth fucking Warren." And I said, "Well, good on you, brother. And good I went on you." Like, I went in the gas station, and I've never quit. And he, <laughs> I, I mean, here they are, pasting that thing to the window. Is going for it. <laughs> and then told me we're not Probably Elizabeth. more
1: expertly done than half the fucking vinyl shops oh, yeah. in town. Yeah, well, you know, they knew what they were but, doing. Oh, yeah. Well,
3: yeah. I mean, it was it was awesome, but be, the, the best part was we're not Elizabeth fucking warrants. <laughs> <laughs> so we're real Indians, and I said, yes, you are.
1: <laughs> we vote America.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, you know. Oh, that's funny. They, they, were, they wanted that. They were, that, were proud of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were yeah. proud yeah. of their heritage. They Football were proud of being after them. They were proud of being tough
1: and you know well, that was, I thought it was cool my my stepdad he's a big Redskins fan and he's Latino he's not Native American but he's Latino from Guatemala and he, he resonates with the, the Redskins that was the team to uh, be a part of when he came to America and he was just as upset you know as a Latino guy you know like this is our logo it means we're yeah. strong you know like yeah fuck y'all this is our shit you know don't yeah. fuck with my team now you know and it's i just find it funny how people get you know like i'm a green bay fan like if they switch the logo well, now right. i was like what would i do with my life i have so much shit it's well, all with the big g yeah. on it you know <laughs> yeah
0: I've, i'm a chiefs fan and they've talked about getting rid of the chiefs Oh, Native yeah? American oh, the same crap. The, yeah. Same stuff, but... I mean,
3: but who are yeah. the... Are, are these people who want to get rid of it really Native? That's it my, makes that's, no wonder, yeah. That's my question. Are they really... Are they really Native? Mm-hmm. Or are they somebody who's one-seventeenth Native or they're just woke as
0: fuck
2: they're, yeah they're the person that got the ancestry test and they're one one-fifty-ninth Indian
3: and that's racist yeah I, I, like I said I, I I do think that I think that the real Native mm-hmm. Americans I mean there's probably some that are offended by it I guess but yeah. I guess maybe it depends on where you grew up and what you do but I, exactly. I think most I, I mean I know quite a few people who are are Native and honestly um uh, they're not really thinking it was such a good idea to make that go away. Wow. Well, they, There's probably some out there that think they are. But, uh, you know, we're in Montana, right? We're I'm going to say in Montana,
1: yeah. like, I feel like everyone's got a little bit in them here in Montana. If <laughs> you're, like, a true Montana native, yeah, like, I, everyone's got a little bit in them, whether yeah, it's, yeah. like, I uh, yeah. everyone here in this table probably got more than Elizabeth Warren does, you know, and yeah. we didn't even know about it. Yeah, <laughs>
3: my brother-in-law is eight.
1: My, one of my best friends, his wife is half. I'm what, 32nd? I, I'm Does that mean anything? <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, I'm white as fuck. Oh, I was going
3: to say, I'm <laughs> white as fuck. I'm <laughs>
4: any native
2: in me. Shit,
1: I wish I but, was more. Paul, I, I think mean, you're a little Native American, are Yeah, you?
2: under the old, they changed it um, after my mom was born. But under the rules she was born with, who, Tristan and I would have been members of the tribe.
1: Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What like? What does that make you percent, or your mom make percentage?
2: Um, Trish and I are sixteenth moms. Oh age. shit! Wow, yeah.
1: you're way more than I thought.
2: So, does it bother you the the Redskins logo or the? I've never felt I'm enough to be bothered about it, but okay. no. And I mean, my family—I've got half-bloods in my family, and you no, know, it's Indian days. They were it's,
3: probably Redskins fans, right? Yeah.
2: Well, Yeah, we're you know we're Blackfeet. We're Indians. We're <laughs> my mom, she played basketball in school. The yeah. team name back then, the Browning Super Squaws.
0: Yeah, what? Yeah, I don't she that. loves that. Well, like the Poplar, Poplar basketball. They're they're still the Poplar Indians. Yeah. And they'd come out. It was kind of intimidating. The guy would get on the mic right right into the mic.
4: And now you're Poplar Indians. <laughs> you
0: couldn't even understand them. <laughs> but, oh man! They'd come running out. The lights going. I was like, oh my god. Oh my
3: God! Yeah, back back in the day, um, in, in my day, I guess there was a there was a young kid named Elvis Old Bull. You probably know who that is. Hmm. Um, man, what an incredible basketball player! That dude was so fun to watch. He was he was rock solid, and, you know he man. left the reservation and went really to MSU to play basketball. Mm-hmm. I know. He just didn't. He just could adapt to the structure. I, I, I think he may have actually passed away, unfortunately. But that's
2: kind of the tragedy to never talk about with a lot of these Indian athletes mm-hmm. is they get, either they, something happens in high school and they don't make it, or they get to college and they just can't adapt.
3: Um, yeah, he. I actually met him with a friend who actually grew up in Browning, oh, and um, I'm telling you, he was a nice guy. He was really yep. nice guy. He was a cool guy too. Off, oh, but man. What an athlete. What a basketball player. Man, he was, it
1: was fun. He had a style all his own. He was, he
3: was cool. Oh, yeah. I feel like, like I said, he was a super nice guy. He was all right. Yeah.
1: I got to meet one at uh, our all star football game that you, he was definitely, uh, half native, and he was also half Latino, so you couldn't really tell, like, exactly, was he more Native American, was he more Latino, man, what a phenomenal football player, and he was just the coolest dude, you know, and at the all-star game, you're you're just meeting a bunch of just elite athletes, in there. Yeah. and you're like, shit, I'm competing against this fucking guy, like, shit, we're on the, good thing we're on the same team, because, like, you would make me look t- Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we can compliment each other. Let's both do well. You know? <laughs> no, he was fucking awesome, dude. He had the jokes. Man, he had jokes. Those guys, I feel like every Native American Latino I've ever met, they got fucking jokes from no,
0: days. Oh, most, of, most of them were awesome. They're oh just, my god, they are such they good see, people. Yeah, they're happy people.
1: They're I'm, happy I'm people. High school with a handful. Of oh my vampires. goodness, yeah. they're awesome. You know we're fucking white people we suck <laughs> <laughs> fuck everyone's got more money than somebody else and we're all one step above each other and it's like fuck you we're just having a beer yeah that doesn't mean much to them they don't care
3: they no
1: no nah, I love the latino culture man everyone just fucking wants to be your friend and wants to have a cerveza with you. mas <laughs> por favor yeah. cervezas uh That's the only thing I know in Spanish. more, please. M- more beer, please. Yeah, sense. more beer. And uh, yeah, you're everyone's best friend. <laughs> no, it's good times. I've been to a, a few traveled around. You done much traveling, Eric? Uh, not a lot. Not a lot. I know you like to go to Hawaii. I,
3: I love to go to Hawaii. Hawaii is awesome. It's uh it, the problem is by the time I get there I have to go face down in my lawn chair for three days just to like become human again. I'm usually oh wore goodness. out. I'm usually tired. I'm usually haven't been anywhere for months. You know, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, after a while you just get wore out. I mean, when you, I put in a pretty consistent 10 to 12 hour a day, normally sometimes it turns into 14 and 16 hour days. It's, you know, this yeah. is a small store. I mean, you're an
1: owner.
0: When you do stuff like I'm an I'm, owner, I'm, I'm like an this owner after but
1: No, it's all right. I'm, I mean, like we call you into doing it's, this. It's
3: all good. But I'm over in service, <laughs> and I work in sales. And if somebody's gone, I try to fill in. I mean, now nobody wants me fixing their car. <laughs> so if if John's gone, I'm not filling his shoes. I'm, <laughs> nobody no, wants I mean, me fixing their car. I, I have changed oil. I'm perfectly capable of doing that, but. Uh, <laughs> Beyond that, I'm, I'm out. It's it's just not – that's not my gig. But I'll help out anywhere. I'll do anything. I don't care. I'll right. mow the grass out here. I'll cut the weeds. <laughs> I'll pick up the garbage. It, it doesn't matter.
1: Oh, I you got to get it done when you're the owner. Like, at the end of the day, you're the guy, you know. Got to keep your I customers happy. I think it's
0: awesome that you're here.
1: You know, that's I got so not me. a lot of, like, dealership owners you hear about that actually give the shit and they're there for – Whatever position you know, whether that's yeah. advisor, whether that's owner, whether that's salesman, whether that's fuck washing the windows. I've seen this man out there washing <laughs> windows, and he fucking owns this fucking ten billion dollar I, I fucking building. $10 billion. <laughs> no,
3: I, it doesn't matter to me. I, it all pays the same. I mean, it all has to happen, and I, you mm-hmm. know, if you're when when all the people that work with you see so you sit around with your thumb in your ass. And shout orders. Um, they can't possibly respect you. Yeah. If you're willing to go in and go help out and go do the deal and admit when you don't know what the hell you're doing, say I don't know what I'm doing here. Somebody, please help me. You know, I'm trying to help you guys. I mean, it, I think it's it's a very different situation. I would not personally want to work from somebody with somebody that. Just shouted orders. I, I would never want to do that. I mean, so why would I expect people to work with me to do that, right? hundred percent. I, I better be the one who's willing to go in and throw down with them and even though I don't know what's going on, admit and say, what can I do to help, right? Because um, sometimes, as the owner, I don't know what's going
4: on. Yeah.
3: I mean, there are things, there are jobs here that... I don't know. I'm dyslexic as hell sometimes, especially when I start getting <laughs> tired. Could you imagine what I could do to our parts
4: inventory?
1: man. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Now you told me a funny story, or or you or Johnny did about you going to Hawaii this year. Your building burnt down before you went to go, or something. Oh yeah, we were we were. Tell me we were, about we, that.
3: We were supposed to go to Hawaii and I had everything planned out and I was actually supposed to come back from Hawaii and get on a plane with John and Rob and go to Vegas for a Subaru meeting that they were having for the fixed operation and service of parts side of the business. Well, we got this phone call like a month before that one of the units um, in the condo we were renting had someone lit it on fire. And
1: oh, that's cool.
3: That's cool. So, and it, we were supposed to be in the room next to him So, we had to change the dates of our vacation. And it, it worked out awesome because they said, well, normally it would be vacant the last week because you have great alls in your backyard and everything else because they're going to be fixing it. But, you know, if you guys want to stay an extra, like, four or five days, we'll just give it to you for free. Ooh. Wow. So, um, it, it was awesome we had this great condo we we stayed in for the first week it was awesome and then the construction equipment moved in and we had one day where it rained and they were chiseling up tile and drywall and oh, brah, 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 oh no right right above our heads so we we just left and oh, went, went to the did beach did something different well no, you couldn't it was a monsoon oh. it was a pool Go get some dinner. Um, we probably had three dinners that day. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, All right. but but oh shit. from shit. I, I, did, I did yeah. buy... You're due to get one of the shitty gifts at the Christmas party. And I did <laughs> buy a gift. This is, fucking I, guy. Like I this. did buy a gift that is suited for you. And, oh I hope goodness. you get, and I hope you get it next year.
1: I've gotten so lucky, yes. folks. I have fucking come out of there like a bandit the last two years. You're due, then. <laughs> yeah, you're due. I do. Yeah, yeah. due. I got what, like...
0: Just put, put his, his name talk, on it. Just put his name. Yeah. No, the, the thing You're is like Beckman. You get that one. Just no, that no, one. No,
3: I mean, sometimes I. <laughs> this I, man. We, we have this white elephant yeah. gift thing, and sometimes I buy gifts, and when I'm buying them, I have somebody in mind, <laughs> and for the first time, I bought a gift that screamed John Beckman.
1: Oh goodness! <laughs> now I have to. So, and awesome.
3: it's weird. It's weird because sometimes people. Get the gift. them! Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like Eric, it's like Eric Greg Cohen getting the children's books.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, well, that's a good one.
3: That was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> hookers and blow Christmas. hookers and blow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there was another one about pooping your pants or something. And he's got two little kids. and He's got one of them bad little bastards that just won't quit shitting them. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's
1: yeah, it's all good. <laughs> well, like you said, I. I feel like every gift somehow inadvertently is tailored to you because my gift was the the signs from his toilet. He's like, this oh, is yeah. where I spent the most time. It was the gentleman <laughs> about- and uh, the lady sitting I'm like, I'm, putting, "I'm this is the coolest fucking gift you could have given me. Because you know why? I probably told this on the last one of the previous episode when the old building went down Eric only saved the logos off the shitter. Me he, he says hey you can go in uh, the Two days before I demo this thing, and I, I I'm stealing shit off the lights off this bitch, lights and and <laughs> garage doors. the garage doors. If it was Someone attached or something, I, I was cutting it off. I was taking it home. We, were, I was coming home with it. it. Was cool. I got tanks. I got fenders. I got doors. I got lights. I got frames. Unreal. I stole the shit out of this place. Well, you didn't steal it. I gave it to you. The he
3: monster. gave it you to him. You wanted me. to come
1: get it. He Otherwise, said, they and he. To he to was oh, available. Yeah. Anything was available. Uh-huh. So we were we were taking it. my dad's like I feel like I'm stealing and my daddy said anything. This place is going to be a pile of rubble in two days. Yeah they were demoing it. Yeah, It didn't yeah. matter. And he said take everything and my dad this is like a kid in a candy store he's cutting shit off. I'm taking that. I'm taking that. I'm like, alright I'm here for you buddy. <laughs> we're cutting it out. We're loading it up. We get out of here. Well that that following year we is the Christmas party mm-hmm. and I get the logos and it seems so fitting that I got the shit <laughs> off the shitter because it's still pretty much everything else or whatever you know given to me you know we 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 snagged it and then right after that I get what a thousand dollar shopping spree or something it was fifteen hundred bucks fifteen hundred bucks of just cash nice. money deal it was just like god i love this fucking place <laughs> i'm having a steak dinner awesome. we're having some beers it was a killer fucking night yeah the,
3: it was like the, the <laughs> Christmas i still got him he's always awesome that's oh, that's fun yeah.
1: yeah it's a good it's a good plaster motors yeah. event
3: <gasps> yeah my my favorite was when the lock kid got the dashboard jesus oh yeah <laughs> 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 he he'd wrecked down how many cars he'd it was just <laughs> Sometimes you just need dashboard Jesus. Right? Jesus take
0: the wheel. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, but there's... Uh, <laughs> every year
3: I buy gifts with certain people in mind, and it's amazing how they find their way home. Awesome. <laughs> oh, I know. That's and I, awesome. I don't tell them what to pick.
1: <laughs> no, everyone has free range. They can pick whatever they want. That's
3: I mean, it's cool. You know, it's kind of like the... <laughs> I, I bought this thing, and it's called the Office Possum. And guess what? Somebody in the office won the Office Possum. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, when we moved in here... Um, there was a there was a rap that came from somewhere down south in all the construction supplies oh no and it actually oh, yeah. survived construction and lived here and I mean the girls would come into the office and there'd be shit taken off their desks and there'd be stuff <laughs> oh, scattered everywhere and the garbage would be tipped over I mean this thing was a trophy wow and
0: a big
1: old bitch <laughs> we
3: <laughs> Everybody, I, certain people were accusing certain people of doing certain things. And, you know, because it, it did look like a prank at some point. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, someone was messing with people. So um, I opened the hood of this, the one only car that we had on the showroom floor for like seven months and there was rat shit underneath and I'm like what the hell but we couldn't find any rat shit in the building, Brand new building you think you'd find it right Right. so I set a couple of traps and I had a couple spots that I thought well maybe and I went down to my mom and dad's house and I can't remember what was going on it was close to Christmas time we had some dinner and Chill back up, and bam! Here's this big old rat, and I mean, them thing's
1: wow! And he's a trophy. <laughs> put his ass <laughs> on the wall, folks.
3: Well, I put him on the hood of my car, and I drove him to the dumpster, and I <laughs> tossed him in. I have pictures of it.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that's the most Montana fucking I thing I I've I ever know, fucking I sure as hell wasn't
3: putting him in my car. <laughs> so, the next oh my day god. I, I, I've been shopping for some Christmas gifts, and that was one that was obviously available because who the hell wants an office possum? So I, I bought the office possum, and sure enough, the one the girls in the office who were being tormented by this little bastard got the office possum, so.
0: That's what we really <sighs> Oh, man. Oh, my
4: goodness.
3: There's always something.
1: Oh, man, in Montana, you got to kind of learn to deal with the rodents, whether they're two inches big, one inch big, a fucking mosquito. You got to learn to deal with the shit here in Montana. There's stuff. Wildlife in general, you got to learn to deal with the bears, the, the cougars, the mosquitoes. I mean, you can't even go to the lake and not even get some kind of <laughs> fucked up. 20-
3: 27 years ago, when I moved to where I live now, um, I think I've been there like two years, and my neighbor had macular degeneration and he was seriously going blind. And oh, shit. He walked out of his house and he was going to get in his hot tub, and <laughs> this particular neighbor had, uh, he liked to be naked. <laughs>
4: uh, he walks out to his <laughs> hot tub
3: and he's like, Chip the covers off and he climbed up the stairs to get in the hot tub and here's this big old black bear so in his hot tub and he calls me on the phone and he says do you have a bear tag and I'm like I didn't buy one this year, Tom. He goes, God damn it! I need to find one with somebody with a bear tag. He goes, There's a bear in my hot tub, and I'm like, What? I said I'll come right over. What? He goes, uh, Yeah, I'll come right over. So I walk over there, and sure as shit, here's his bear sitting in the hot tub,
4: and he's got the cover ripped off
3: of it in a million pieces, and he's got his he's got his arms in the he's in the lounge chair in the tub. No shit. No and way. he's sitting there no, he no said, he's sitting there clacking his freaking teeth at us uh-huh. in the hot So I Travis Harris, do you know Travis Harris, the plumber?
1: Yes. Yes, okay, so I do know Travis actually.
3: I called Travis because Travis lived right up the road in Martinez Gulch was just building out, so I said, Travis, so I said you got a bear tag. He goes, I filled the son of a bitch. I said, <laughs> I said, Tom Lithgow has a bear sitting in his hut. And he's collared to boot. Oh, oh no. <clears throat> so, <laughs> Travis calls his father-in-law. And Travis's ex is crazy. And I think his father-in-law is crazy. But we came out of there. And Tom called the game and They said, find the hunter to shoot him because he, what color is his collar? I think his collar was green. Okay. So I think there's two different colors. There's a color that says first time, and there's a color that says second time. Yep. So huh. whatever yep. the second time color is, he goes, We're just going to euthanize it, find a hunter to shoot oh, So yeah. Travis's father in law shows up. <laughs> we haze this bear out. By then he'd gotten out of the hot tub, but he was now laying in the yard. Here's some rolling. beef. Come <laughs> on, but, little he buddy. Now, he was now laying in the yard doing the roll and shit. This dude looks up and I'm like I don't know I shoot this stupid thing because he just you feel bad right I mean much of a I, he's hook. just having a soak right he shows up like dying and wish he, and, and this guy's not outfitter nonetheless. nothing unless he shows up and he takes out his gun and Sights are on fire. <laughs> Boom! Rolls the bear over. I mean, honestly. Kills him on the spot, right? But I mean the bear was gonna die anyway, so it doesn't oh, yeah. it, you know it's, it's sad, but it doesn't matter. But I mean, but that thing sat there and clacked the spring and <laughs> the for me and get out of the goddamn hot tub. And you can call bullshit <sighs> all you want. But oh my goodness. You can ask Travis Harris about the bear that Tom Lethko found in his damn hot tub that his father-in-law shot. Oh my goodness. I guarantee you it's true. <laughs>
0: That's funny,
3: but Tom was blind, and I mean, he damn
1: near climbed in the haunted
3: house
0: <laughs> <I'm> naked.
1: <laughs> Dang, this woman's real fuzzy. <laughs> well, this is ooh, new. how
3: fuzzy you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What long hair you have. What long hair you have. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Our co-host Walter, his boy loves bear stories. You're going to have to tell him that. Yeah, Yeah. honestly, you're going to have to tell him the hot tub bear story Uh, now. Because he'll be out with all his little buddies, you know. I got this hot tub
3: bear story. He (laughs) tore the ever-living shit out of the cover
4: (laughs) of Tom's
3: hot tub. Tom, he he was actually the person I bought my my land from. He was about the most awesome guy in the world. He, uh, he had some health concerns and uh, <laughs> one day I, uh, I'm driving home and Tom had just been released from the hospital and I'm not really sure what all he had going on. I didn't ask because he was walking up the road. And it's a dirt road, right? And there's, I'm yeah. the last house on the road. There's really nobody around, but he has one of those hospital stands, right? <laughs> and he's got his IV bag and he's wearing his cowboy boots and a fucking depend. <laughs> oh, Jesus.
4: <laughs> he's walking what, up
3: What road. a
1: good old boy. Friend. And I'm like,
3: Tom yeah, what are you doing? He's like, I'm sorry, you had to see this. <laughs> it's like, are, you, are you all right? He goes, doctor says I should get some exercise I feel pretty good. He goes, but it's awful warm out here. I said, do you want, you want someone to walk with you? He goes, I'm oh good. Goodness. As long as I stick to the road, I'm all right. He goes, Marsha won't be on for another hour. So he goes, so she won't know that I took a walk. And I'm like, Okay. I get home I walk in the house and my wife says oh my god did
1: you see Tom <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that's fucking hilarious oh, did you hey, see that, it did you see no,
3: it uh, that was
1: that, that's the man I mean <laughs> oh you know, my the, god I wish we could
3: man, all skip that,
0: the judgmental stage so, oh I know
3: so funny I mean he <laughs> but that day he called me he's like you got a bear tag? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't buy the shit. I got a bear in my goddamn pocket, but I'm like, yeah, sure you did. <laughs> you
1: know? Bullshit! I over there. I'm coming over there with beer just to check it out.
3: I, I walked over there and sure shit, he had a bear in his pocket. <laughs> oh man! I mean, you should see it. He was...
1: Oh my god! I come goodness. off the door and clack, like, uh-huh.
0: clack, 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 and and growling and snorting. And, Should have left him. me that roast bear. Man, you could have had the greatest TikTok of all time. <laughs> no, I mean it was,
3: it was something. It was <gasps> pretty interesting, <gasps> but yeah, I mean Tom was, Tom was a pretty awesome dude. Yeah, uh, I, I, I missed him when he passed away. He was uh, still missing. him. He was a good dude. <sighs> oh, he was yeah. so fun. Man,
1: it's crazy how some people you meet, though, like that. They're just like shotgun with their underwear, you know, kind of deal. you like, God. They just don't. They, they don't, don't make don't, them like that. They don't anymore. care
0: what anybody else thinks. And Fuck, that's you. the best way to be.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah, I 100%. At,
0: yeah,
3: Thomas Fire and Hell, I, uh, I had a. Uh, I, I applied for a permit to have a. Shotgun that's basically a sawed-off shotgun, so I can carry it in my hunting pack during hunting season. Yeah, and it's it's substantially sawed off. Yeah. Uh, we'll look at
1: that and, Me and my dad have and, made a couple. At at as least, a, re- as least a result
3: of that, the federal yeah. government has my ass prints, and I got the tax stamp, and they have my <laughs> and they have my the picture hair and they have from your butt cheek. They, they called all of my neighbors. <laughs> I mean, they they literally called all of my neighbors, and they called people I worked with, they called my friends. I mean. I I gave him a list of people, and they only called two of them. But they called they called my neighbors. They called people who were ex employees of the store, and it was oh, funny Jesus. as hell. They called Tom. Oh God! <laughs> and, Here we go. And Tom proceeded to tell him. <laughs> he said, "Well, he you know he's applying for uh, a certain kind of weapon." da da da. And Tom said, "Only one." <laughs> <laughs> He, and, and this came actually from the sheriff, and, and actually, kind of goes, because he was, he was the one that had to make the calls for the federal, for the, and he had an FBI agent there with him when he made the calls. And he says, only one. He goes, well whatever he wants he should have at least three or four <laughs> he said I'd
4: feel better if he had three or four
3: <laughs> I said he's my next door neighbor if the shit hits the van he goes I don't hit you right
1: here <laughs> I feel safer with him with more guns
3: <laughs> oh yeah it was hilarious that's awesome the sheriff told that's me that's so and funny. he told me this at Tom's funeral he goes yeah he goes I'm an FBI agent and he goes we had to make he goes he wanted me to make phone calls he asked if I knew any of these people and knew any of your neighbors he goes we had to call all your neighbors he goes and Tom Lithgow told him he goes only one <laughs> <laughs> he goes I'd be happier if we had three or four
1: <laughs> can you buy ten more that'd be great <laughs> yeah uh, uh,
3: pretty
1: funny that's oh, fucking hilarious you know me and my dad were looking into it we're like alright what's the legal limit oh measured out okay here what's the not so legal limit oh that's about here you know <laughs> ah, well we better we better we better cut it to legal limit just in case just in case you know yeah. cause I'm gonna use this thing you know for for the bears <laughs> I'm like okay okay All I want yeah, like, just in case the fishing game checks you know, I want it I want it legal you know yeah, well, so he cuts it me and him are out in the shop you know and we're like
4: alright let's
1: do it meow <laughs> <laughs> There it goes we're like all right, we've done something Uh-oh. now, you know. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the fishing game gives them all these rubber bullets, firecracker shells, rubber yeah. pellets. I mean, <laughs> the the sky's the limit. The fishing game when they want you to deter a bear, they give you all the free shit. <laughs> you know, when that when you're a problem child, they're like, ah, oh, let's give let's give these people all the cool shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> We were like we can't make this grandpa's gun. We can't make grandpa's gun. Oh, we gotta we gotta take all the wood off this gun. <laughs> we bought it at a pawn shop. I took them the center section, I put it in my duck gun because it worked better. <laughs> <laughs> right. I took the original section that was out of my duck gun. My dad ordered the part for the trigger. We redo <laughs> the center section. Well now we got two guns, okay. We went and bought a tactical. Uh, a stock. stock kit for it, so we pull the wood off the front stock, put a a light mounted rail up for the the sawed off barrel. So now we can put a light on it, so he could see the bear, you know, as it comes. Of, Is it like a side by side or over under? Or uh, it's uh, it, it's a uh, actually a pistol grip style with a f- uh extendable uh stock yeah. with a. Uh, your your it's a pump so your oh, foregrip okay. has two rails for a light and a laser but yeah. we only have a light. <laughs> we ain't got no laser. We ain't cool like that. So we got a pistol <laughs> grip on it, and it's sawed off. And then on the for we were thinking okay reticles for the barrel. You know you got to sight oh, it yeah. still because it's no scope. They because make this the, little clip the bead on. Off the front. Yeah, and we cut the bead off. It ain't no more brass bead like it was from the fucking sixties. So we got a nice uh green what do they call that? Monofilament or oh, microfiber yeah. or whatever the fuck that shit is. Yeah. Green. And it clips on. It's so cool. It clips on bingo bango you didn't have to drill you didn't have to tap anything we get it all up there and man this thing is a fucking unit it looks like god straight out of the cops (laughs) fucking arsenal you know the the tactical oh it looks so good it's all (laughs) extendable you can collapse it way down you're like oh i feel like a man with this thing you know and man with all the ammo you could think with it are rubber bullets man i was like with my dad i was like you should be shooting everything everything everything's a bear now you know the the bird up there touching the garbage but you know uh no that thing is funny it keeps it close and that thing has tagged more bears than you could even imagine you know just as a deterrent not as a Trying to kill it, you know. Yeah, but, uh, those firecracker fire shells are fun, you know. You should get some, just to just to <laughs> fuck around with your buddies because they're cool. <laughs> they are really cool. Have you had any chance to fuck around with any of those rubber bullets or sandbags? Or no,
3: I have regular bullets, regular buckshot.
1: That, if, buck if, shot, if, that if bitch have, is going down. If
3: I have problems with the grizzly bear, I promise it will not get me. <laughs> I mean, they normally bluff charge you and mess around, right? Oh, yeah. And I have been bluff charged, and I never pulled the trigger. Ooh. Um, unfortunately, I had a 9mm when I got bluff charged
1: twice. And you didn't cap his ass.
3: He, <laughs> he dropped right as I was about to pull the trigger and stood there and clacked his teeth at me, and then he went up the hill and circled me again and clearly winded me. Because they're warm and fuzzy, I thought I should pet
1: him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely. <laughs> definitely I should definitely
3: definitely. Right. He Make sure he's
1: me. a bad bear. Oh,
3: yeah. And then the second time he came around, he come from behind me. Straight down went for me, and Buff charged me again. And I was just about to pull the trigger when he dropped and bailed off the hill. And I just I had nowhere to go. I was just... Stuck. He circled me three full times. Wow. And then he finally left at daylight and I left too because I was pretty sure I pooped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I shat my pants. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> right. That
3: was when I that was why I went and got the shotgun because I'd seen multiple. Um mm-hmm. most of them had been fairly cordial, but that particular grizzly bear was not so when they fortunate. mess around for that long. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I would think that the second time you're bluff-charged, you probably could pull the trigger. If I had a shotgun, if I'd have had the shotgun, I guarantee you I'd have pulled the trigger. Uh-huh. I mean, probably 25, 30 feet was where he stopped both times. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's pretty that's close. close as I'm screaming at him at the and top I, of my I, Yeah, I'm yeah. going to say,
1: I think the rule of thumb is 50 feet and... and they're a they're a thread after 50 feet
3: I don't you know. think he ever left 50 feet
1: you know <laughs> he was in that fuck you range
3: oh yeah and it clearly smelled me clearly knew that and I'm yelling
1: and it didn't you're matter, doing yeah. all the things uh-huh. it didn't matter
3: and when he stood on his hind legs the last time before he bluff charged me that was flat ass scary
1: yeah now I'm been... more afraid of the cats than I am the bears. Now, are you? What do you I, think?
3: I don't care about the cats. The
1: cats. Will, really?
3: The cats will stalk in whatever. But I mean, I, I don't know. Usually, when you have a cat following you, I don't know about you, but. The hair on your neck stands up you
1: get the feeling something's wrong <laughs> I, I say mean, i've had a, way more closer encounters with with the cats that have more well if you're had in my lincoln, hair on the back of my neck stand up if than, you're in the, the lincoln bears. area
3: there's a lot more cats than there are in a lot of other areas i mean the the encounters i've had with cats um they've mostly
1: been in the lincoln area huh. um and then they are not small <clears throat>
3: Some of them are very not small. There's (laughs) some big cats taken out of there. And I mean, there was, and I'm still confused by it. There was a day that I was following a cat track and it disappeared at the base of a really big tree. And I'll be damned if I could ever see that cat. I walked all over around the tree trying to see the cat. but never see him. (laughs) I don't know where the hell thing was. I couldn't find it. So I moved on. Um, You know, I have been followed by cats and I, uh, actually shot a big rock that was right in front of him one day
1: um scare the shit out of him
3: so. yeah just to scare him because you know don't don't cat tag him. you know I saw a cat one day that I scared off that was on somebody's elk <laughs> um yeah it was it, you know, somebody shot the elk and the cat was literally it was actually pissing on the elk if you want to know the truth oh my goodness wow. um but no, I've I've seen some cats, but they run from you. Um, the black bears, they're cute. I have never been able to bring myself to shoot one. <laughs> I, I love to hunt, but I, they're they're just too. Oh
1: they, man, they, they just, can be.
3: For the most part, they're pretty cute. The they're black
1: cute. bears are all right. The grizzlies that fuck our ranch up, like a mofo.
3: Yeah, it's the grizzly bears that are nasty. I mean, everybody from out of state should have to have one in their backyard. Because they're warm and fuzzy, and they should pet them, right? <laughs> right. I mean that—that's the story they tell, right? I mean, isn't that isn't that the story they tell? They're warm and fuzzy, and you should
2: pet them. Yeah. Same with the wolves; they're beautiful animals. Oh, are yeah. Beautiful yeah. animals. And the yeah. owl. Yeah. So beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah, so when majestic. They, when, yeah. they, when they
3: when they pull the baby elk out of the mother, <laughs> half born, and eat it right there on the spot—that's really awesome. They're so nice, yeah. so beautiful. And when yeah. you're walking through the woods and you find an elk that has half of its ass yeah. it, And it's still alive, and there's wolf tracks everywhere. God, that's awesome. They're wonderful animals. (laughs) We should have some more of them. I mean, anybody who lives with them, um, and anybody who's out and about and truly experiences the the damage and the devastation, I mean, they talk about hunters being nasty. I mean, when you pull the trigger and you shoot your elk and it dies, that's a hell of a lot better than having your ass eaten. And there you are, laying there bleeding to death. Yeah. Um, that's a whole lot better than laying there as a, a cow elk, having a baby when you're helpless, yeah. and having the pack attack you and then eat your baby. That's really awesome. Oh, I mean, that's, that's cool. I mean, that's kind of nature, right? Yeah. Survival of the fittest, but they talk about how hunting is inhumane and how it's so nasty. I got something for them.
0: Those people that say that, yeah, haven't been out and witnessed what they really do. They really don't have
2: to. And it's the same kind of people like we were talking about before with the Redskins. They're not actually (laughs) the ones that are
3: there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean... I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe some people get their jollies off of that kind of thing. <laughs> That's not my gig. There's nothing that pains me more than, oh, and man. trust me as a hunter, it's happened where you've, you've made a shot, and it's not really the shot that you thought it was, yeah. and you end up chasing that animal for a little bit. I mean, if you have half a brain, you don't chase them for very far. You let them lay down, then you go get them as soon as you can. But, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, I, I don't know i mean there there's nothing that makes me yeah. sicker than that but well I, there is something that makes me sicker but finding an elf that's half eaten alive and yeah you know, still alive i mean that's right that's that's bothersome it's not cool don't like it us,
0: us hunters are yeah. the real conservationists oh, yeah. oh 100%. No
1: one, what, what really you know oh
0: 100 what really happened in the woods and, Oh,
1: sorry, I interrupted you there. Uh, <laughs> You're good. The Fish and Game even says that, you know, I mean, the people that monitor, like the hunters, you know, they're they're focused on the fact that hunters are the conservationists, mm-hmm. you know, and your family's kind of involved in
0: that. Little, not the wildlife side. Really? My dad's in the fish, fish. Fishery animals, side? You know, so managing regs and habitat and stuff like that, and the lakes and the streams and rivers. But, that. yeah. yeah brought to you by <laughs> light. no bud light thank
1: God. no bud light we're not into tranny fluid here no we're, tranny fluid <laughs> no trans fluid we're all about that uh all american <clears throat> no um,
3: it's a i don't know it's it, it's interesting i mean it's i mean people everybody who i think really really loves some of those animals i mean they should they should have a couple they should have a few in their backyard they should be mm-hmm. oh yeah they should have to live with that I mean you let your kids outside and you, you worry about a grizzly bear freaking eating them or an lion eating them you yeah, I mean because what what brings in a bear in a mountain lion more than squealing kids right oh yeah
1: oh yeah. Yep. yeah a dead rabbit I
3: mean you know, <laughs> stinky and garbage things, and it's really <laughs> uh, yeah and I mean the black bears really not the problem because most no, of the time they're not you know they realize it's a person and they, they go away. Mm-hmm. The the other ones are yeah. are a problem because they realize it's a person and they really don't care. They're bigger, they're badder, and nothing threatens them. They're, they fear nothing because there's nothing to fear, right? Exactly. They're not hunted. They have no respect. I mean, yeah. they just roll in and think that you should, well, quick hide your kids and, <laughs> you know, run for the hills because here they are. And maybe some people think that's right, but the reality is that. Uh, we do live here and we live here with them. We've been here yeah. forever and I mean Oh they, yeah. I mean well, it's sad to say, but they were almost extinct for a reason. They were a problem so people got rid of them. It wasn't exactly. an unfair judgment. They're nasty. Oh yeah. And until you've been around and you've been face to face with one, you don't really understand. They're not nice.
1: Oh, yeah. No, they they don't give a fuck how old, small, big, fat, skinny, you know. No, they don't If care. you look tasty today, he coming to get you. If your garbage smells right, he's going to get it, you know.
3: Well, oh, you live with them. I mean, they're they're the,
0: all over your ranch.
1: I mean. All, I mean, they love the ranch. And, you know, we're kind of caught in this little world where we're in their world more than anyone else because we have the river bottom. Yeah. The Blackfoot River is a lot of our property you know it runs through the damn dead center of this motherfucker you know you got the best fishing you know trout you know and, and there's all these natural dams where trees fall down and these fish build up and they have to travel over these log jams and you know something as simple as that you don't even think about a log jam you know okay Well that log jam backed all the fish up Created this natural pond Now there's 50 fish there The bears fucking know it More than you know it You know they're there They're on it They're getting it Well when you live on the river bottom There's a new log jam every day You know every windstorm There's a new log jam You know There's a new fishery There's a new pond There's a new fishing spot There's a new swimming hole You know And there were so many of those swimming holes Growing up It wasn't even funny but when you live on the river bottom the bears they like their water and they're lazy you know they can't go far because they don't like they're fucking big boys you know they like even the females you know they don't want to walk too far from their water and they don't want to walk too far from their food you know they gotta dial down when you're at the top of your food chain you get what you want you know you yeah. you demand respect you demand even as humans we you have to give them the respect they need because if he wants your trash today, guess what? He going to take his trash
3: today. <laughs> Whether it's to tear your house down, yeah, your exactly. Out, blow, 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 in, your, blow signing, your house down. matter, yeah.
1: No. And, and, but they weren't
3: always there, right? No. This is new. They've transplanted these. They've moved them. They've, yeah.
1: We've talked about this in the last cast that we had a bear that the fishing game trapped, and then they brought another one from Yellowstone, and they transplanted it. 500 yards from our property like we weren't going to notice I love this
3: topic this is my favorite topic
1: (laughs) oh my god you know
3: there's only so many bears in the Yellowstone ecosystem (laughs) and you know there's not enough and we have to protect them and blah 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 but yet we have had two or three bears around here and I know for a fact around Helena that came from where? Yellowstone. Why are they coming from Yellowstone? Because they have one hell of a lot more than the 800 bears they're talking, they're
1: talking about. about yeah. <laughs> um, they, killed,
3: they, they killed all the elk and now that there's nothing for them to eat they're all getting into <laughs> trouble so what are they doing? Rather than having a to meat tourists they're bringing in they're bringing them to everybody else in Montana's backyard, hoping there's enough shit there for them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, this is a problem, and it's a big, 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 big lie. It's the biggest lie ever. All these bears that are being moved around. I had, a, I had an actual guy who was a U.S. Forest Service ranger in the park. Tell me one day that he didn't recognize at least half to three quarters of the bears that were in the Lamar Valley and he'd been there his whole entire life. Whoa. Wow. He said, the bear population is totally out of control. I don't know what they're going to (laughs) do. Well, guess what they did? they transplanted that horse <laughs> shit and they moved it all over Montana yeah, there are people be- south of Helena here they've mm-hmm. got a thing from U.S. Fish, Wildlife and Parks telling them congratulations you're the first people south of Helena that get to live with the grizzly bears yeah thank congratulations. you congratulations in other right. words get out your gun lock your shit up hide everything <laughs> you fucking strap out. your
1: garbage and, down and, and
3: by the way don't you dare go take a walk in the woods without a yeah. firearm cause you're gonna die or well, pepper
1: spray <laughs> you know
3: yeah. pepper spray doesn't work you know Fuck it's then. like the guys in alaska
1: <laughs> just season the guy, the, your meat the, the, before
3: you kill the guys it. in alaska say you will pepper spray a grizzly one time the second time you won't get the chance
0: oh, all really? right really
3: that yes that's absolutely uh-huh. right they they shoot them oh yeah down in
1: alaska it's different if, rules. If they have a
3: bear that's a, if they have a bear that's aggressive they shoot the thing because they say you spray it once you'll never get a second chance
1: You taught it something. You taught it. They're smart. They're smart bears. They're They're not dumb. So now we
3: spray these bears and that's a deterrent. And boy, he's going to avoid human sure he (laughs) is. Right until he's hungry. And then he says, next time I'm not going to bluff charge this guy. I'm not going to fuck around with him. I'm just going to eat that motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah,
1: That motherfucker's bad. Eat his ass. Uh He's he's got
3: pepper spray. It burned. I'm going to eat him this time. I'm going to kill him. So I mean it's and, and that's I, I don't know I but that's the big lie I huh. I guarantee you it's a huge huge lie um I
2: well they also lied on the wolves I mean oh that that's been the biggest lie in the world
1: I think they that's more than the grizzlies. took a,
2: more they took a well when was the last
3: time they told you that you heard anybody admit that they took a grizzly bear out of Yellowstone and transplanted it all successfully over the well what but when was the last time that. The, Anybody has broadcast that. When was the last time it was published? When was the last time oh, they told never. No. They don't they, tell people They are people not this. telling people. They, they are pulling tell wolves people out of the park and dropping them in people's backyards because the rest of the world, the rest of Montana is full. We yeah, have exactly. too many bears. So we're dropping yeah. them now in your backyards.
2: And not only are they dropping them in our backyards, the initial lie was they brought these gray wolves in that are big fucking predators and they are predators meant for wolf for for moose and they say that well the Wolves around here got extinct. What they don't say is they weren't gray wolves. They were little fucking timber wolves that are yep. barely bigger than a coyote. So huh. it's just a predator that yeah. is too big for uh. the game in Montana. We don't oh, have the yeah. number of yeah. moose to support a predator huh. like this. Correct. The wolves eight, they transplanted are not yeah. our native
3: wolves. That's mm-hmm. a lie. Yeah, it yeah. was. Exactly. They were Absolutely. a little
2: dinky timber wolf. <laughs> uh. And as a
3: matter of fact, those wolves, believe it or do not, were not
2: extinct. Well, they're extinct in... I meant this part of the... No, they're not.
3: The The, the regular wolves were actually not extinct. Um, that's another lie. Um, really?
2: But I mean, they're not around here anymore by extinct. I, they're around.
3: Oh, um, well, they're everywhere. 20 years ago when they started... 15, 20 years ago when they started planting wolves, um, there was actually a male wolf up Dog Creek. Um, my... Let's see my dad's cousin had a ranch up there um he had video of it um fish wildlife and parks and us fish wildlife agreed that it was a wolf they did not know they didn't believe there was a female it was a male um and it was a actual wolf it was a timber wolf really? a- it was an actual wolf it was confirmed You'll never get them to tell you that. Okay. But it was actually confirmed. I don't know if they ever found a female anywhere. I didn't know Or they know probably tried to pair them up or whatever. But the reality was it was an actual wolf. Um, my This guy basically said that this this wolf would kill one elk. And, and he pretty much lived on his property. Um, he said he would kill one elk, usually a younger elk. And he would eat that thing for... Two or three weeks and he'd lay right on it
1: oh yeah then we'll leave
3: it he would lay right smack dab on it he never touched his cows he never touched any of this stuff but he would kill an elk and sometimes he'd kill a deer but he would literally not go more than 100 yards from that kill until he ate every freaking ounce. So that's interesting uh. these wolves that now, we have now what do you think these one elk we,
1: every three weeks or
3: a deer or whatever every three what, four something. weeks
1: you know i mean they kinda mean,
3: eat but he was, you know, on his own. I'm sure the birds got some of it or whatever, but that's the story that he told. And I, I know that other people saw it and I know fish, wildlife, and barks. He told me all about the whole story. But the reality is, um, these wolves now, they're like a pack of dogs or a bad mountain lion. They thrill kill. I mean, they kill, take a couple bites and leave it. They, they don't even kill it. Uh,
1: that's what I think about the cats.
3: And they move on. It's the same, same sort of thing, but the native wolves were not what these animals
1: are. Yes. No, and, and like you said, uh, they had almost eradicated them out of this area. And, and, and predominantly the ranchers, you know, I mean, they, they were fucking their cattle up. They said, this is a nuisance. Yeah. So they, they said, hey, well, let's take care of this ourselves, you know, back in the day. and. Yeah. My my great grandpa he could tell the story, millions of stories of these wolves. You know, him and his dad would go out and trap them and shoot them. He said the coyotes were fucking nothing. No one gave a shit about coyotes. They they did their thing. You know, they were killing rabbits. They were killing the your rodents. Fuck the coyotes. It isn't until we started eradicating the wolves. The, the coyotes became almost more of a dominant force in the area the cats became more of a dominant force because they had done their due diligence in keeping the main predator of their cattle away yeah. and in the cats in our area by the river bottom you know where you have one predator you have four you know yeah. if you know they're not dumb animals anyone that's a predator has a little different intellect you know than your yeah. your deer your elk you know you're, they're grazing animals your cow your horse you know yeah. they're thinking about the feed Well, when you get a predator they're on a different intellect you know they're thinking about how can i stalk this animal how can i kill this animal how can i get into position you know what can i do and when you get rid of king shit which is the wolves and they hunt as packs cats don't hunt as packs they hunt singular coyotes yeah they're a pack animal but even a four person pack of a coyotes is is not a four person pack of wolves that's a whole nother ball game man they're gonna fuck you up mm-hmm. they're gonna get what they want to come they, that little calf that big bull if they want it they're gonna get it you yeah, know yeah. where that four pack of coyotes and yeah, he can try real hard but big king dick bull he gonna get you yeah. you know he might get the little calf that cat if he's in position maybe he gets a shot at the bull but you know he's in the same ballpark that single cat he's going for that calf he's going for that that cow in the back you know the last one you know yeah. he's not dumb them wolves man they were on another level 20, 40, 60 years yeah. ago. And now that we're changing, let's just transplant King Dick from Yellowstone over to uh, the Bitterroot, over here to Chinook, you know, over here to Idaho. You know, I mean, they're tra- not even in Montana. They're taking them to Dakotas, the, yeah. the Wyoming, you know, Oregon, Utah, and all over. They don't know what the fucking do with these things.
3: Well, the thing is, they... they- They started by trying to do a good thing by by kind of restoring the balance. The problem was they transplanted something that was time and again the size of Mm -hmm. the native wolves that are around here, which threw everything further out of balance. The wolves went through and they killed it. Well, the wolves went through and killed everything in sight and or maimed it, and then the grizzly bears ate it, so (laughs) all of them bred like rabbits. And now you have this problem where we have a massive overpopulation of grizzly bears. And the thing is, that the grizzly bears were largely kept out of, you know, civilized areas and you know, they, they were in the wilderness areas. All of our wilderness areas had grizzly bears prior to this massive effort to reintroduce and burning down forests mm-hmm. so we could plant white bark pines so we could expand our grizzly bear habitat. I mean, the bullshit doesn't end, but the reality <laughs> is we fucked it up, or our or, or government or the people here fucked it up, by planting these predators that weren't really the same as our native predator. They've thrown everything out of balance in doing so. They got stuff so wonky that, I mean... The deer and elk have all moved where? To town, right? Oh yeah. Where do they live? They live in the rancher's (laughs) backyard. Why do they they live in the rancher's backyard? Well, let's see, because the grizzly bears and the wolves and the mountain lions aren't going to eat them (laughs) because they know that those animals know if they show up at the rancher's house, um, it's not going to turn out well for them. I mean, where do they live? They all live in the rancher's backyard. I mean, there are elk in the woods, but the reality is they're in the woods in places where those kind of animals there's enough traffic and there's enough people that you know for the most part the grizzly bears aren't hanging out there the wolves aren't hanging out there because yeah, we can actually shoot them in montana thank god i mean grizzly bears (laughs) you can't shoot them yet but i'll tell you what they're going to get a little more scarce once we can finally start pulling the trigger yeah i mean once you once they're shot at or once they realize Mm -hmm. that people are actually a threat they're going to change their behavior and they'll go back to doing what they should should do. I mean it will all change. But they started this with the wolves. The wolves were the disaster.
1: And the purpose and they example perpetuated everything and
3: took yeah and took it all out of whack. And now it's everything's out of whack.
1: Like Alaska, you talk to any Alaskan, you know, they they monitor their they go through their, their wolf their wolves, their bears, you know, their predators. And they give out tags. Whether it's five, whether it's ten, whether it's twenty, or whether it's you know they these bears are getting shot at they know their place in in their their food chain the, the wolves you know they're getting shot at you know you come in my garden you fuck with my cattle you're <laughs> gonna get fucking shot at here in montana we've lost a little of that you know and, and in alaska they're a little ahead of us on their laws on monitoring their conservation of of the the grizzly bears, the cats, the wolves—you know—and you talk to any of them, they say, "Oh man, your bears are on another level because we get a shoot at ours. They're afraid of us." Yeah. When I step out, hey, get the fuck out of here! When in Montana, you step out, they're like, "Hey, this is fucking dinner time." <laughs> Don't. Yeah, I'm
3: not getting out of your hot tub. I mean, Yeah.
1: <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna bring me a martini while I'm in this yeah. fucking yeah. hot tub. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah. man! Well, boys, we've been on here for quite a while. Yep. we well, this is probably
3: a long one, huh?
1: No, it's actually pretty normal for us. <laughs> we we always try and shoot for that two uh, hour uh, mark.
0: How about like a customer story or a steal <laughs> of a deal?
1: Steal of a deal? Well, Walter, for you're both. our steal uh, of a deal I'm the guy. Steal of a deal guy. You're the guy that's always uh, looking for I'd, the steal of the deal.
0: It wasn't much of one. What would you find? But the beer I bought tonight had a $2 coupon on it.
1: Ooh. And it was Coors Light, folks. And it
0: was Coors Light. <laughs> there was something else, too. Oh. Oh. I paid in cash, and I got a 50-cent piece back.
1: No wow. shit. Cool. A 50-cent
0: yeah. piece. So that's that's, cool. that's somebody, cool. Somebody recently must have paid with that. Wow. And it's always a good old boy, you know. Oh. That's that's right here. Oh, let me see it.
2: I miss my wife having a job where she would work with... Cash, because cash I kind of collect coins And she got something cool through the register She'd buy it out of the register and bring it to me Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I went down to the, our local Napa one day And I bought a uh, My wife went to the bank And got a whole bunch of $2 bills And We went to the Dominican And the Dominican they really They, they believe full heartedly That $2 bills bring good luck so we'd always oh, bring yeah. $2 bills with us, and we'd tip with $2 bills, say, hey, let me bring you a little good luck in your day. And they'd love it. Man, they make their fucking day. <laughs> well, we bought like a couple hundred dollars and $2 bills <laughs> before we left. So I went to my local Napa it, 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 when I got back from vacation. I said, I'm going to go bring, I got to pay for some parts, <laughs> and I only got $2 bills on me. I paid with like $200. Two, and fucking four, fucking two. Six, the eight. guy was like, I'm going to just of these I and mean, he puts a couple of ones in and a five <laughs> I gotta take a couple of these it's Like, he's oh, like my kids will love this uh two dollar bill uh, Walter has a 1974 uh, 50 cent piece. Uh, wow that's a that's a year right for you there's some good cars
0: in 70 sure yeah. is a year yeah. well I mean
3: you, you gotta figure it out. I, I mean a young kid didn't have this. Some old geezer had it.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, exactly.
3: I mean, yeah, because I mean that'd be like me.
0: <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> well, now. that's something I, I remember mean, growing up as my well, dad had a little jar. I was of five years old, uh-huh.
3: and you know, maybe I got one of these when I was five years yeah. old. But the reality is, nobody just hands out fifty cent pieces, right? right. It's yeah. not,
1: you know, yeah. <clears throat> no it's yeah. not a, a a coin it's gotta People be an
3: older person yeah. yeah I mean it's probably worth something you probably got seen out needed a pack of
0: smokes maybe <laughs> a little super-
3: dementia I don't know
0: <laughs> I guess super one smells smokes I don't know maybe well, that's the deal I of could. the
3: day right there <laughs> that's, deal I of the day is, is yeah. you got a
1: 50 cent piece steal of yeah. the deal well, uh, Paul, you got any good customer stories from the week? Or steal of a deal? Steal of either. a deal? I
2: got a good deal. I,
1: Ooh, what'd you I'm get told, for a deal?
2: i include Walt in it. Uh, Sportsman's Warehouse had a good oh, price on right. 45 So What? Yeah, I even left Was Walt to come. Was it Sportsman's co- or Capital? Or, or Capital. Yeah, capital, that's right. Capital's Sports. Me. Me. Yeah. Yeah. 45 good auto. Price. 45 auto. So I called Walt, left him one or two boxes. Yeah, yeah, thanks, oh, man.
1: so you bought them out? <laughs> they didn't have a one box minimum? <laughs> no. No. Nice. Cool uh Anderson you got any good customer stories you'd like to share that are just funny <laughs> um we'll put you on the spot here or steal I had deal. a
3: I had a little old lady one time that uh, she had dementia which was truly sad um but the last time she remembered having her car is when she brought it to us and she when it got here um the main uh what's the main wire that goes into the distributor
1: oh the your uh hot, your main hot wire yeah
3: the, the tacker no the main the main cable The
1: oh your battery positive
3: well whatever okay so your
1: charge the coil cable. wire
3: the coil wire well, thank yeah. you the <laughs> coil wire had been um disconnected and it was obvious that someone had disabled their car she had it towed down to us and oh yeah Anyhow, um, oh, <laughs> we called her kids, and her kids said, You know, um, mom shouldn't be driving anymore. She has some dementia, yada, yada. So, on some days, she would remember that this was the last place she took her car and she really wanted to drive. Well, she escaped from the place that they called them the Granny Nanny. She escaped, and <laughs> it was July, and it was about 98 or 99 degrees, if I recall. And she put on her mink coat and her winter boots. <laughs> And she walked about a mile and a half to the store.
4: Oh man!
3: And she rolled in and she called me my father's name and said, "Where's my car? And (laughs) I left it here months ago. And you're still haven't fixed it. You stole my car. And the next thing I know, she drops her purse and she's throwing on me." (laughs) Oh shit! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sidestepping him and <laughs> <matter what laughs> I'm, hey You're
1: Mike calm, Tyson
4: calm
3: down calm, calm down, down. it wasn't too hard to be Mike Tyson because she was like eight, 80 eight over here we like
1: I'm sex 5 so, you know <laughs> 400 and, and she's little and she's throwing on me
3: and somebody in the store knew who she was because she was a frequent caller she'd call every day she remembered about her car and we called her son who was here like in 10 minutes and, and he he called the granny nanny people and they were here in like five minutes
4: and
3: <laughs> but she had climbed out of her window in the middle of the afternoon on a oh Wednesday my to come down here to beat me up oh <laughs> man at her car, her, I mean her car was gone 25 years it was gone when I was oh, wow. 25 years ago so
1: oh my yeah. goodness
3: I've, wow. had, I've had an 80 year old lady throw punches at me
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious that's, that's how so you know you've been in the industry show. a while <laughs> yeah Excellent, so there's right. funny
3: customer story. Awesome. I also have a customer who is going to actually have his wedding reception here later this month. What? Oh, what?
1: Really? That's yeah. crazy. Uh, Tell us a little no. bit before yeah, we get at it. Of- he, he's he's, he's
3: <laughs> an older guy. He's been a customer forever. His one of his kids have worked here. I've sold the entire family cars. Um, the the whole family's a, a family friends and whatever. And when we built the new building, he. I don't know, he came in here with his fiancee and they announced that they were getting married and he jokingly said, he goes, this is an awesome place. This would be a great place to have my wedding reception. And I said, you'd go for it. And he huh. said, are you serious? I said, well, sure, I'm serious. And they laughed and he called me like two days later. goes, you know, he goes, we were talking about, it. he goes, What an awesome place to have our wedding reception. I'm sure it's not gonna be a huge venue, right? But he's like, What an awesome place to have our wedding reception. Wow. That's cool.
1: That's wicked. That's fucking weird. He said, My
3: my my kids have grown up with you and your your siblings and I've known your mom and dad forever. He said, This is this is Uh, super cool. So yeah. We'll have a wedding reception here in the next couple weeks.
1: That man, awesome. I don't think a lot of auto dealers can say that. They got weddings no. showing up in their I don't, I don't, up. I
3: don't, I don't think too many auto dealers have customers that <laughs> want to have their weddings. Yeah. Like right. I, I mean, it's just, well, yeah. I, mean, I, I think it was more of a family kind of thing yeah. to him than it was anything. And I mean, his kids, we've, we've all got a pretty good laugh out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, there they're a little outlandish and they like to do stuff different they don't want to be the same as everybody else so sure. i mean most people wow. say they've had their wedding reception in other dealerships
1: yeah. wow <laughs> or uh, man they are lovers of subaru at that point like, <laughs> yeah, that's cool they're oh, oh geez. get that shit tattooed on them <laughs> man had, put that shit on their man, ass like cheeks the little stars, the little the stars just shooting across ha, yeah uh, so
0: that's cool man that's <laughs> funny Oh, that's that's an going?
1: awesome customer story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, folks, we've had a few beers. We've had a good talk with Eric Anderson, owner of Placer Motor Subaru. Come buy your Subaru here at Placer Motor Subaru. Best place, great salesman, great technicians. You can't go wrong. Anything you need, we got it. You got a Chevy, we'll fucking fix that bitch. We don't care. You got a Ford, we'll fix that bitch. We don't care. We know all things. Just because we say Subaru doesn't mean nothing. Hey. Hey. Uh-oh. Shout
2: out to your unofficial Ford tech.
1: Unofficial <laughs> Ford tech. Every time there's
2: a Ford through the shop, yeah, I get I, I, I promise oh, yeah. you, if there's a
1: Ford in this shop, right. I call this man right across the stable here. You know.
3: Hey, this is Montana. We count on our friends, right? Yeah, That's exactly. If right. you, right. right. you don't know something, you call somebody yep. who knows. If you're not sure, you yeah, rather than screw it up, I mean, we're not afraid to make a phone call. No,
1: right? 100%. I got a body question, a paint question. I call this man. Yeah, I got amazing. a Ford question. <laughs> I call here Paul Taylor, folks. He's fixed more Fords and Plaza Motor Subaru, and he don't even work here. You know, yeah. that's fucking crazy shit. Yeah. You know, well, when you're lost, you don't call 911 no you no. call
3: someone who knows yeah by exactly. the big rock with the big tree yeah uh, and there's kind of a cliff above me where <laughs> the hell am I <laughs> oh, you don't yeah, call nine one one. you don't call the search and rescue no you, call your, last you call. call your buddies who hunt there and say where the fuck am I yeah
1: <laughs> help me save me i'm desperate for help it's all about your friends right 100 uh, yes. percent well folks we've had a great night thank you eric for uh letting us come invade your space in your sales building and have you on the cast and take piece of your friday afternoon when we know you could be at bed and having a steak <laughs> dinner and just doing literally anything fucking else and other than dealing I'm, with us assholes
3: i'm geriatric it's ben and I'm going to help a friend Brown tomorrow so
1: oh man man. branding's always a good fun time it's a good thing I was uh, sipping Uh, (laughs) sipping man good old whiskey and beer that's all we like here whiskey and beer well we've had a great night folks off for the cast shop talk podcast thanks Eric thanks Thanks, Eric yep thank you
2: -hmm. believe it or not we are trained professionals Before attempting any repairs on your own, always learn and follow proper safety practices. Shop Talk Podcast is not meant to be repair advice and is for entertainment purposes only.